Good yeah. evening, everybody. Welcome into Talking Trek Live. My name is Ultimate DJs here, and we are broadcasting from inside this wonderful piece of roadside luxury uh, advertising for the Ford Focus, no longer in production. Limited supplies available. Call me with your special offers. Uh, Talking in Cars with DJs is live. Good evening to you, and welcome into the show on this beautiful Sunday evening. Hope you guys had some decent weather where you are. Ripper, it is unseasonably warm here in the United States. Like, now I know, I know that there are some areas of the country that are that are being ravaged by terrible weather right now. And our thoughts and prayers before we get too deep. Thoughts and prayers out to the uh, families affected in Kansas and Tennessee. Uh, Ripper, I don't know if this is being covered much in your part of the world, but over 70 dead after a series of tornadoes touched down and ripped through a 200-mile-wide stretch of Ooh. utter destruction. Uh, so oh. far, over, over 70 are confirmed dead, and many hundreds more are missing. Please, thoughts and prayers to those uh, affected in the Midwest of the United States in Kansas and Tennessee, I just can't imagine. Cannot imagine. 200 miles wide, this path of destruction. So uh, thoughts and prayers to to those folks there. That said, it is weird, this weather in December. It is 63 degrees today. In December. I think it's kind of hard to say that global warming ain't a thing, right? <laughs> I, I mean, not to get all political, but it's kind of weird. Like, has it ever been this hot? In December, I'm wearing a T-shirt and shorts. Oh, it was Kentucky. I'm sorry, Trickle. Not Kansas. It was in Kentucky. Um, either way, uh, just absolute terrible devastation through that stretch there. So, uh, you know, actually, do- technically, global warming could lead to colder winters, but that's an entirely different topic. You know, okay, in all fairness, I have heard that. Have no idea. Don't understand the science on that in any way, shape, or form. But That has to do with, uh, you know how how you know they have the oceans and they they there's streams in the ocean that get affected by the temperature and then you know when they change the temp the the energy transferred by the water is oh complicated topic let's not get into this because we could sit here for a few hours can you explain explain ripper can you explain how that's coded in the game perhaps you can tell, tell us about the attributes if you don't care um anywho uh good evening everybody welcome into the show i got no stupid news for you tonight as we are in the car i've got no commercial breaks uh i've got no sponsors i've got no games what we're here to talk about tonight is just kind of what happened this past week what did we see uh what happened how did it play out and what can we look forward to uh in the upcoming week plus we do have a teaching segment that we're going to give you tonight that obviously ripper became super apparent uh in its need for education this past week we're going to talk about away teams assignments speed ups in a later segment of this show how you get them what you should be banking baba joe we've we it feels like we've almost turned this into almost like a series right the valued currency series i think is what i'm going to call it where we spend a little bit of time uh on various episodes talking about a specific currency that has a specific use in the game and that clearly Scopely finds value in true and uh and on, and on top of that uh what it is that you feel uh or what we feel players need to have banked in order to successfully complete 
what we would expect Scopely to throw at Chip. All right. Um, because, you know, listen, we go back to directives events, Bubba Joe. Based on what we've seen over the last 60 to 90 days, we know how Scopely mathematically values those things. We know what would be expected in an event, even if it was supposed to be or intended to be a paid sync event. So we know how to prepare players for that. We know about ultra tokens, about how many would be expected for that. We know about the materials now, Bubba Joe, how much would be expected for that. Well, there's another uh, item. Actually, there's several other items that belong on that list. And it's interesting because we've presented that list before to the community, Bubba Joe. Uh, and it seems like Scopely is making use of our prediction. Uh, as a matter of fact, you and I were on a show here not long ago where we said, hey, listen, let's talk about some other valued currencies. What will they, you know, what are they? Well, we specifically named away teams assignment speed ups. Uh, we've named trade XP, which was used last month. Of course, ultras and directives. And there's probably still another couple of handful. All right, on these valued currencies that we are going to see. And and I kind of got to be honest with you, Bubba, I am not a thousand percent against this model. Obviously, there's going to be a learning curve for us. And I think that's what people forget, Bubba Joe. There, anytime there's something new, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for all of us, even Ripper, even myself. There's going to be that first time that that is new and unfamiliar and strange right and we have to we have to adapt we got to get used to it we have to learn how to play or strategize or prepare for that event and i can tell you over the next several months there's going to be new stuff uh as related to to the mechanic that we're that we've been teaching on you know people talk about the writing on the wall people talk, talk about oh should is DJ's hinting at something? Yeah, kind of. Almost always am. <laughs> Almost always, Bubba. We're telling you about something that's important for you to know, whether it be an immediate preparation or something to get you prepared for the long haul. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight uh, as well and trying to get players on the right page. Could it be, Bubba Joe, that this away team's assignment, Battle Pass event here tonight, is designed to get players thinking strategically about away team's assignments because maybe possibly could it play a larger role in more thematic events down the road we need to be ready for that we have to be if we want to be successful so yes everywhere it matters writes wait wait a minute baba joe are you saying that i should not immediately spend the stuff that i win in the game the moment they give it to me in fact, uh, every no. <laughs> in, in fact, fact, everywhere matters. You could possibly be onto something. Go ahead, Bubba Joe. Well, and in fact, I mean, w what we've been saying for the last few, you know, uh, uh, probably since the Ultra Spend event is we need to be saving almost everything that is in the game for an event because the event will come along. There, you know, it seems like Scopely is looking for new ways to spend new resources, which is fine. They're entirely you know they can do that but we as players to be prepared for those events without having to spend or not be able to participate need to be saving basically almost everything until that an event comes up that we can support that that requires that that thing well and Whether you know that, listen 
that does tie back into, and I and I want to, you know, it's maybe it's good that we get this piece out of, out of the way because I do want to do teaching on this a little bit later. But um, I hear that, Bubba. As a matter of fact, that was a point even you took on a recent show. Well, my gosh, I can't progress. I'm saving everything all the time, and I can't spend it. Except, and 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 on the surface, I agree. On the surface, my advice is save everything until it's smart to spend it. All right. And also on the surface, Bubba Joe, that sounds like, well, I will never be able to progress. I will always be hoarding and never be able to do anything, except that's really not the case. I mean, it's easy to feel that way, but there are multiple opportunities to spend just about every currency almost every single month. I mean, you know, listen, maybe trade XP, for example, Bubba Joe, let's look at the month of December. Maybe trade XP is not a scoring mechanic, but is it? Because we look at these away teams assignments, all right, we, so we see this away teams battle pass event, and actually for, for the first time ever, I don't want to say the first time ever because I think we've seen this in the past, but there was a significant amount of points awarded for nickel success. Now, guys, that was not a mistake. That was there as intended, and 100% of the community ignored that yesterday when we were looking at these requirements. Literally nobody talked about the critical chance points when complaining that they had to do too many assignments. All right, guys, I'm here to tell you, trade XP indirectly played a role. It's no different than power, right, Bubba? We've talked about power before the, the XP conversation. When we were talking about officer power, for example, officer power is, is a, a statistic gained by spending a currency. What was that currency? Uh, uh, officer, uh, off, uh, officer XP. You got it. That was a tougher question than, than I thought no, it was going to be. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm distracted, okay? I, I'm playing the game at the same time. So I'm like, wait, did he, is he trying to trip me up? Did I, did I hear the question correctly? <laughs> no, you got it. It was a simple one. All right. Officer power gained was a result of spending XP. Well, folks, critical success is a result of spending trade XP. Now, obviously, you do want to be cautious about this. You want to be careful about this because you never know when a trade XP spend event might pop in on us. All right. Even I don't know that it won't magically show up. I don't know that. All right. Um, but it is good to potentially keep a small little bank of that. Uh, but at the same time, we need to be cognizant of the benefits that that provides especially in an event like yesterday, Bubba Joe, with the away team's battle pass event, where everybody was crying, everybody was screaming and gnashing their teeth about the number of assignments they had to do, but you literally almost got double points for hitting a crit, in which case the event would have been satisfied. You know, I had a player send me what they thought the event should have required in the terms of away team's assignments, and it was interesting to me because depending on your ops level, what he actually wrote would have been harder than what was actually in the game. But perspective matters, doesn't it, Bubba Joe? Mm -hmm. Perspective matters because some players have access to epics while other players don't. Some players are, are working on their traits and trying to hit those crits where other players are not. So there are a number of factors that play into this, and we're going to talk about those tonight. Uh, good evening. Welcome into the show. We've got a full show planned for you tonight, Bubba Joe. Um, I want to give about five minutes of, 
of airtime and acknowledgement to an event that you wanted to voice your concern about on the last show. We just simply ran out of time. Uh, and there are three events tonight that I feel probably deserve a mention, right? They deserve uh, a little bit of discussion simply because they may have been talked about. They may have been challenging. They may have been too easy. Who knows? Let's talk about those, and we'll begin tonight with Turf Wars Expand. Bubba Joe, you take the lead on this one. Turf Wars Expand, what was it? What did it require? And why was it a challenge? All right, so Turf Wars Expand uh, was a solo milestone uh, event to building uh, one of three previous uh, event ships. So, uh, so you had the Meridian, you had the Sarcophagus, and you had, oh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on the third one. Meridian, Discovery. Sarcophagus, Discovery, thank you. Meridian, Sarcophagus, and Discovery. Three very useful ships. If you do not have them, they are absolutely fantastic ships. The, we can talk about the Sarko. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. <laughs> we can talk about the Sarko. We can talk about the Sarko. But these are three ships that if you have in your arsenal are not, you know, certainly, certainly we can agree that the Meridian now has some significant uses to mining. And, and we can talk about why I disliked it before. The Disco <laughs> is great. The Disco is absolutely one of the best event ships they've done outside of maybe the Vidar. And then the Sarko, uh, I think, with the Cloak, has some significant uses to, uh, to competing in uh, contested territory captures. So three ships that, are, that they wanted to encourage people to build. Um, so that's great. Uh, you could also tier up the ships, right? You didn't have to just build one. You could tier them up. So you could have, you have the opportunity to do that as well. Uh, there was one other scoring mechanic, which was, what am I forgetting? Iso resin. resin, Not yeah. You could, you could spend ISO resin on the four research nodes that require ISO resin. Uh, Or those go ahead. Uh, Tatrions or tachyons or whatever the heck they call them. Correct. You can sport. You could spend tatri- uh, t- uh, tetrions on cloaking. So, so there were five scoring mechanics: three that were related to the ships, uh, two that were related to spending very specific resources. Okay. So, what was the problem with this event? Well, there are a, uh, I won't say a small percentage, but smaller. It, it's certainly not a majority. It is well into the minority of players that have as many meridians as they would want to have, have as many sarcophagus as they would want to have, uh, as many discoveries as they want to have, and have them maxed. Those players also are most likely to have the isoresin events, uh, isoresin researches completely done, which leaves them only tetrions that they could potentially have used, which you would not have had enough to complete the event by, by just spending tetrions, even if you'd been saving without going and getting a pack, right? So basically this event, this event was uh, for players that have already kind of capped out what those, what those scoring mechanics were. And I can't think of another event where the scoring mechanic had a cap, right? You, you had a, like, there was, there was a potential that you could not do something to score something. Like usually there's an out, like you can go grind a ton of ships or you can go, spend materials at a bad rate or you there was always something that was kind of an unlimited there's always that i can think of always been a um a thing that you could go do but 
Uh, well, you, I think... you can argue that with this too, though, Bubba. I mean, there's plenty of ways you could have done this. No, I mean, without spending. Like, if I have an excess of materials, I could have gone done it. I, you know, so so without the tetrounds were the only thing where you could. I have a cloak. If you've been participating in the events, you have a cloak for a twenty-six ship uh, from a couple of from a couple of arcs ago. So you have that cloak. You could have been spending tetrions. You might have had to go buy tetrions, or you had to go buy a ship that was an additional copy of a ship you didn't want. Basically, there was a a subset of players that their only option to compete in this event was to spend money, and that frustrated a lot of uh, frustrated. I think all of those players. Um, so uh, in my in my notes, um, I have prepared the the events that I want to talk about today. And even in parentheses, Bubba, you you questioned one of the other events uh, because I wrote expand for upper ops level players. And as you mentioned, and, and like I said, only a couple of minutes on each of these events, yep. uh, the the requirements simply. And Handy, I'd be curious to hear your your alternative viewpoint on this. But I I kind of acknowledge it. Even my meridian is maxed. Um, I was fortunate, literally, Bubba Joe, I had one last ISO resin research I could do. Literally one. That's it. The next event, I'm screwed, right? <laughs> because I had one research left that I could do with ISO resin. So it finished my event. But that's it. I'm capped on the next event. My Meridian's max. My Disco's max. My ISO resin research is maxed. All I've got now is Tetrias. So uh, I can buy a Discovery or meridian i could also look at upgrading the sarcophagus now the reason that it's really difficult for me to consider the sarcophagus as a meaningful scoring alternative is simply because of its massive cost it's massive cost in parts and and g4 material or g3 material um it's just massive uh bubba joe to get two tiers, which is what it would have taken, all right, because a tier only satisfied half of the milestones. To get two tiers, if you were doing it with the sarcophagus, and by the way, not even a really high-level sarcophagus. Like, if I my sarco is tier six, for me to take it to tier eight <laughs> would have been multiple hundreds of dollars, all right? It's really expensive. It's very material-hungry. So the Sarko tiering, I know that it was a mechanic there, but it's, it, it wasn't a good mechanic. All right, it was not a viable mechanic for a simple well, SMS. Unless you had maybe just unlocked it from the, uh, the Cosmic Cleanup, right? If you had just unlocked it from a Cosmic Cleanup, doing a couple of the first couple of tiers, probably not entirely painful. But again, the players that we're talking about that have all of the ISO resin research done, uh, mo you know, copies of these ships are done, aren't in that category, right? So the, it is a subset of players. It's not a huge subset, but it is, you know, the players that are typically higher in ops because they were getting more ISO resin with their refine. Uh, they tend to have these ships, tend to be able to upgrade them a little bit faster. So this subset of players were left with no options to participate in the event except for spending money. Well, and when I say do you think we're affected, though. It was huh? it, it wasn't a huge number, but it was probably slightly more than than you would expect, Handy, because there's only four research nodes that require ISO resin. So oh, yeah, when, mean, you, when you're a long time when, ago. I'm in the same yes. situation. I, I had nothing I could do too, but Well, consider this then, Handy. Consider uh, I'd be really curious to how you got it done. I mean, if you I had all your ISO resin done, then the only thing you had left was tearing ships. All right, so if you had an extra or a spare Meridian or you had a spare Discovery, well, then, I mean, there you go. 
All right. But some players may have already had those maxed. My, my Meridian, uh, two of them are maxed. So, so I, I would have been in the same boat, and I'm only a 41. See what I'm saying? So, uh, anyway, enough time on this. Here's what I can tell you, Bubba Joe, to your, uh, to your sigh of relief. Scopely will be adding additional scoring mechanics to this event for its next run. Don't know what they are. Don't know what they'll be, but they will be addressing that and, uh, and basically saying to the community, yes, we hear you. Sorry about that. Didn't realize y'all were so far ahead of the curve. And we will provide you an alternative method to scoring in this event for the next run. Okay. So simple, easy peasy. Guess what, community? Feedback provided, feedback accepted, change incoming. There's a, there's a lot of feedback in the chat. People are very happy to hear that. That is absolutely fantastic news. Assuming the scoring mechanic is again something that doesn't have some. You sort will of be required. <laughs> you'll be required to spend one hundred thousand ultra recruit tokens. Okay, that's what's coming. Uh, no, I have. I have oh, no God. idea. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Uh, yeah, Blue says only 100,000? Sounds a little low. <laughs> well, don't forget, this is not really a very important SMS. It only provided one point in your Turf Wars competition. So uh, it was more about the uh, the resources and materials that were contained therein. And actually on this and one, officer shards. Uh, the officer shards for Martok and the Syndicate XP was included mm-hmm. with this event as well. As a matter of fact, it was the only one of the four SMSs that included Syndicate XP. So I know why, obviously, that would have been frustrating to some people to miss out on that. So uh, now, Rude Dude, <laughs> he says, Boo, y'all went too fast. Your own fault. Listen, I am able to draw the line. I don't, you know, I'm able to draw the line. They did that stuff when it paid, same as me. All right. I, I do that stuff smartly and efficiently. Um, there does need to be a consideration for poor planning versus completing a loop. You know, for example, if we want to talk about poor planning, we'll talk about a player who walked into this month with zero away teams assignment speed ups. That's poor planning. It doesn't mean you're done with the loop. You know, it would be it would be the same for a very small handful of players, for example, to require outlaw research to be completed. Right. There would need to be an alternative method to that because. Some players may have that done. I can specifically name one. Big Country has 100% of the outlaw tree done. So there would have to be a consideration for players who have made that investment. All right. Lord Farquaad says bad planning is... Lord Farquaad says bad planning is having two max Meridians. Oh, I disagree with that. Meridian is a highly valuable ship, and I've been saying that since day one. I find it funny that Baba Joe now all of a sudden singing its praises. That's funny. A minute ago, ah, three <laughs> great ships, great ships, everybody. Hang on, DJ. Super, How? super fantabulous ships here in the Meridian. You should definitely. <laughs> hang on, DJ. Over under on number of hours into this arc until I had that research maxed. Oh, thirty minutes. Exactly. Like, yeah, less than <laughs> an hour for sure. Thirty minutes. That was a, that was a click click boom right there. Yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> That that one research literally changed Bubba Joe's entire perception about isogen as an entire feature. I mean, it's so funny how simple, how fickle we are. Uh, anyway, uh, somebody did ask a moment ago, what was, uh, what was the reason for those three ships? 
I'm not sure that that is completely not obvious, but to answer your question, the disco, uh, very relevant to territory capture. If you go back a year ago, that was, because remember, we have picked up a lot of warp speed research in the last year. So a year ago, territory capture was kind of not reliant on, but definitely provided some advantage. As a matter of fact, if you were invading TC for the first time, you did not have your base in the origin sector. It was what, Bubba Joe, a two and a half, three minute warp just to get in. And that was if your ship was housed like on those little systems, like right outside of origin space. Yep. So disco was a big deal when territory capture launched, not to mention it was part of this arc as a, you know, anyway. All right. Then, of course, there's a sarcophagus, which I would agree. Whoever said uh, that it's a trash ship, I agree that it has always been a trash ship. I agree that it is still a trash ship at this moment. But, Bubba Joe, as soon as or if they make the sarcophagus cloak grindable, it will graduate like the Meridian did for Bubba Joe. The sarcophagus will graduate from the trash ship category to being a very strategically used ship. It will have a purpose, and that purpose will be glorious once players are able to get their hands on that cloak. So, uh, and I don't mean by dumping cash. I mean, it needs to be a tool available to the community. And when it becomes that way, Bubba Joe, I will promote the Sarco away from trash status. I, I um, think... I think what would be nice to happen, and again, I, I, I have no idea what their plans are, and it might be a year or more before we see something like this. But just like adding sarcophagus to Cosmic Cleanup, this is something that could be added to Cosmic Cleanup to, all right, so you can get 10 of the 140, I think, shards that you need to cloak it. You got your Sarko through Cosmic Cleanup? All right, so now you can work your way through getting a cloak for Cosmic Cleanup. I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, sense that that makes, but we'll just see what happens. Well, and to be honest with you, I I am not against that. You know, even I gotta be honest with you, even at five, you know, I I did my math based on twenty eight weeks. That's roughly six months, Bubba Joe. If if we're gonna take that and find a, an appropriate period of premium access, uh, if you put five shards a week into cosmic cleanup, I would spend on that. I've told people before that cosmic cleanup just carried no value to me. Um, and therefore I've just not been spending in there, but if they added something like that, that would contain value to me. Uh, and I would spend on that. So, uh, you know, there needs to be an appropriate amount of time, uh, before that, you know, be, would become fully unlockable. But I do agree that it should have a grinder's path and I, I will be encouraging them to consider that. Um, however, at this time, I just don't have any idea about what those plans are. So, okay. Uh, and then of course, lastly, the Meridian, which obviously makes complete sense. It's the Isogen Miner. Those are your three ships and why they were chosen for this territory and origin space themed, uh, event cycle this month. All right, Bubba Joe, uh, this one, I, I spent too long on that. Here's the second event, the second event that had a little bit of trouble this week. And in my parentheses, Bubba Joe, I wrote for lower ops level players. And you said, yeah, curious. I'm like, yeah, what, what, what's going on here? So walk me through this. All right. So let's talk about event number two was exterminate. Exterminate. So expand was really tough for the high ops level players. Exterminate 
was actually really tough for ops 21 through maybe 25 or 26. Now, there is a little bit of player responsibility here, a tiny bit, all right? But I'm going to chalk it up to education. I'm going to chalk it up to education, Bubba, because we know now that players can join this game and be ops 25 in 30 days. We know that. It's a fact. People can do it. All right. What does that do, though, Bubba Joe? And obviously, again, to a brand new player. Oh, sitting boy, impossible for 39 and down. Give me a break. Not 39 and down. It was impossible for somebody who did not have a discovery. Okay. That's who it was impossible for. To somebody who did not have a discovery. Don't forget, the SMS was completely fine. I got no problem with the SMS. And I loved the mechanic that they put into the SLB, okay? It was three points for a win, three points for a loss, Bubba Joe, so kill trading wouldn't work in the SLB. I was very pleased about that. Uh, In the SMS, though, it was three points for a win, one point for a loss. So you could have gone up there 12 times, no, 13, 13 times, uh, and one, or let me rephrase, 13 wins combined with a loss, and that would have finished your SMS. All right. Or some other combination thereof. You needed 40 points. All right. Um, However, the alternative scoring mechanic, Bubba Joe, was Isogen Armadas. Now, real quick, for anybody who, you know, is living in origin space, I don't know about y'all, but I saw Isogen Armadas going off like constantly in my lines. People were running them. Did that happen across the servers? Did people run those a lot? They, yeah. they did so much on mine, I couldn't find any. Exactly. Guys, the spawn timers on these are the old, lower independent space and lower faction space timers. They're still set up on eight hours. All right? You could not find them because they were not changed. And the problem on top of that, Bubba Joe, was that ops levels of all ranges got points for running them so it wasn't an exclusive mechanic to somebody who didn't have a discovery. So here's what you had. You had, let's say, an ops level 39 player who was just going for maximum points, and he saw an armada pop, and he knows how rare they are, so he would have popped it, right? But if the ops 22 guy who doesn't have a disco didn't get in on that armada, then he got zero points and now has to wait eight hours for that particular spawn to show up again. The problem was... Actually, kind of like what Reese or what Armadas used to be for everybody else, Bubba Joe, you spent half your day searching and maybe found one or two, you know? And, yeah. and for a select group of players, it was their only method at scoring. Their only keep, one. Keep in mind, Ops 22 doesn't have an Armada control center yet. That's Ops so 23. They, they can't start it, but now they can participate in one, but they right. still can't start it. Now... Here's why I say, and I'm going to give, and and I'm going to spend like 60 seconds on the player responsibility part of this, and then I'm going to, again, tell you what we have been able to affect uh, with Scopely Live Ops. The reason, so Ops 21 and down got a repeat event, Bubba Joe. Ops 21 and down actually had a repeat of the helps event. What was it called, Jesse? It wasn't expand, it was... Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, there was Explore. Explore. So Ops 21 and down 
got a repeat of Explore, which was the Helps event. That's appropriate, Bubba Joe. That's appropriate because it requires Shipyard 21 in order to build the Discovery. Okay? Requires Shipyard 21. Now, Reed says player responsibility. Yes, player responsibility. Because if you are Ops 30 and do not have a Discovery, that was because you decided not to invest in that mechanic. You've had plenty of time. Okay? If you're Ops 30 and don't have a Disco that opened at 21, that is on the player. And I know that somebody's going to argue with me on this. All right? But I will not have it. Because we have argued for the last two years about the appropriate times to do ships, to build ships, what to be prepared for. We talk about it all the time with the Franklin. We talk about it all the time with the Stella. All right. And here's the discovery at level 21 is where it's unlocked. If you're ops level 30 or 28 all right, and you don't have a discovery, that's because you've chosen not to chase it. Okay. Now, somebody's going to say, where do the blueprints come from? Well, they've been in every event store uh, for like the last year. All right. Now, granted, only a half set, right? Only a half set. So the last event store that we had was in the month of March. And before that, uh, or sorry, let me rephrase. Uh, You had the last one in September. Before that, you had March. All right. Not only that, but um, somebody help me if I'm wrong here, Bubba Joe. Was there not a set of missions involved in that after the arc went out? And I may be wrong. I may be wrong on that. But I was thinking that there was at least a portion of BPs that were made available to the newer players through a series of missions. Uh, I do not know. I don't know either. Um, I know that I, I am almost certain that there were some. It was not enough for a full unlock, but maybe 15 or 25 blueprints were available at some point. Now, do keep in mind that... Somebody's going to say, like they just did in the chat, well, the blueprints are available right now in the Cosmic Cleanup Store. And yes, that was a wonderful change. But that change only happened this month. (laughs) So unless somebody was just super close to capping that off, they would not have had a Discovery before this month. Okay, that is the first time Discovery BPs have been available in Cosmic Cleanup. And it is a wonderful change. And it is a great change, especially to new players who will now have the opportunity to grind that, sh- that ship out completely free. All right. So that's a fantastic move. But, but there, there still has to be some awareness uh, by a player of what is needed to progress and be successful at certain levels. And if this game has taught us nothing, Bubba, it's that sometimes things are like the Disney vaults. Sometimes things are locked away. Let's use Discovery BPs, for example. I see in the chat, I've been in the game six months. I've only got one event store. I did buy Discovery BPs, but I'm stuck at half. Okay, gotcha. And acknowledged. I acknowledge that perspective. But is, was there a super huge need for you to push Ops 30 that fast? Or did you have some other research, maybe some other ships that you could have worked on while waiting for the next event store. Now, maybe that was not a choice that you decided to make, and that's okay. Notice the word I used was choice, all right? And like all other events in this game that have something to do with content or ops, there is always choice. 
And players will oftentimes make that choice without even knowing the consequences, Bubba Joe. But that doesn't mean that they're not there. All right. So for ops 21 and down, you didn't have to worry about it. But the ship only unlocks at 21, which means, let's say, for example, a level 25 was just screwed for this event. All right. So let me ask you, where does the grace period, where should the grace period be? All right. My personal feeling on that, just completely personal, is a handful of ops levels, maybe 25. All right. So my suggestion to, to live ops was to use the Vidar-style targeting, Bubba Joe. Uh, like the Vidar is able to be built at 25. But when we get those Borg events, you remember how we see it? We see ops 28 plus, for example, they get the Borg event no matter what, which means Scopely is giving you a grace period of three ops levels. Basically saying, buy ops 28. There should be no excuse for you not to have a Vidar. But if you're 27 and down and you do have a Vidar, we're going to go ahead and give you the Borg event. But if you're 27 and down and don't have the, the Vidar, we will give you this alternative substitute event. All right. Do we remember that mechanic, guys? Because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, it's a nice thing. It's actually very cool that they are giving players that grace period. So. I suggested that we do it for this event. What is the appropriate grace period? They say it's three levels for the Vidar. I was thinking maybe four or five for the Discovery since it happens at such a young ops level. All right, where is that appropriate cutoff level? Where is the grace period? And I'm here to tell you, it is not 30 before anybody says 30. Like, that's, uh, that's unreasonable. If you're 30 without a disco, like, you probably should have thought about that for a second. Okay. So what is that cutoff period? Bubba Joe, I know it's been a long time. It's been in the mid-20s. But be like if you can build a – I think 25 is a good number. Honestly, I think 25 is a good number. Now, just, just because, even though you guys completely negged me out yesterday, I did submit 28 on my report today. But, oh. it, but, but, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's like shooting for the moon like, and expecting to like, you know, hit the clouds. All right. I fully expect I'm going to have to negotiate my way through this. If <laughs> if I ask for 28, we might get 25. All right. On the other hand, we might get 28, in which case everybody will be happy. But either way, guys, there is an expectation of your capabilities in this game based on your ops level. And we've talked about this time and time and time and time and time and time again about what you should be able to do in this game when you hit certain levels okay that said there was uh exterminate pvp and uh and iso armadas based around the discovery really difficult bubba joe for somebody in the lower 20s who did not have a discovery here is your communication from live ops we acknowledge the struggle with the spawn rates of the iso armadas and fully understand that perhaps we were too tight with the grace period in when players should have been able to acquire their discovery. Changes to this event will present for its next run. Feedback provided. Feedback acknowledged. Change incoming. Bubba Joe, we're two for two so far. So I, I'm, I'm just curious, DJ, did, did your server organize a singular system to go find people in? I don't know if organized is the right word. I flew around forever, not finding any. Well, I found a couple. All right. I did fly around forever. And if I stumbled into a system, 
where there was a discovery. We were so happy. Didn't matter if we were going to win or lose. We just bashed into each other. Did not matter. Uh, I saw players that hit me with like a tier two, tier three discovery. They didn't care. They attacked me because they just wanted the points. I did eventually stumble onto a beta sector where there was like 40 players in that system. So clearly my server must have posted in Galaxy Chat like here, you know, this is where we're going. Um, because when I went into that system, there were tons of players. It was not <clears throat> organized for cheesing or organized for kill trading, but it was definitely like, hey, you know, if you want to participate, here's where, here's where we're going to go. And it just saved players time. And that actually was fun. That was cool. Uh, I actually read that a lot of servers did that, uh, which is good. That, that saved you guys time. Um, but it was still fun PvP. Uh, I had a good time. I tried. I know that there was supposedly the winning crew. I tried about six or seven different crews, and I was really, really pleased with some of the research that I, I found during that event. Bubba Joe, you did. You expressed concern. Oh, there's going to be one outright gimme the win crew. And, and I don't know that it didn't end up being that way. I think for the most part, it actually ended up being whoever got the first shot was literally was going to win. If you use that right crew, right? If you use some type of Harrison combination and you were able to force a crit and you were able to fire, fire first, it was mostly over. All right. But. You had to have Marcus. Marcus was an essential piece to that because I tried running Harrison and Honor Guard Wharf without Marcus, and they mitigated too much. And even with the crit, Bubba, it didn't work. So there was, I think, a pretty, a pretty specific crew in which it worked, but it still kind of came down to a little bit of RNG. Um, and uh, and yeah, by the way, Reed, that was another really, really good one. Um. I, again, still found that I had to use Marcus. I needed that piercing because without him, the mitigation was just so, so bad. All right. But, um, you know, Harrison, Honor Guard Wharf, uh, Old Man Mud, these were a couple of key officers uh, to this event. And I enjoyed tinkering with it, even though, Bubba Joe, you feared that there was just going to be an all-out, clear-out winner. There probably was a winner, but I don't know if it was just like straight up clear out. There was a lot of experimentation on my server. I saw dozens of different crews. Some of them worked good. Some of them didn't work so good, but I saw people playing. I saw people experimenting. Uh, and no, Scooby, nope, can't use that anymore. I, I did hear this a lot, Bubba Joe. Harrison's pay to win. Nope, he's not. Not anymore. He used to be, but he's had at least, what, three auctions now? At least, and uh, I may, may, maybe four, two or three. No, I don't think it's four. It's two or three. I, I think. think. Well, it's definitely three. I, I can specifically rem remember three, uh, and they've all been domination style. And by God, we know one hundred percent how easy it can be to prepare and win a domination auction. So yeah, and somebody came to me and said, "Well, Honor Guard Wharf, same thing. He's pay to win." No, he did have a pack, just like Harrison had a pack, but there was also solo leaderboards involved, which could be one without spending. All right. No, Sitting Bull, I refuse to accept your position. You've tried to ram that down my throat for the last three days. You're wrong. Okay. Auctions are not pay to win. Plain and simple. They are prepared to win. They are strategized to win. They can be spent to win, but that's not the only path. So 
I do not accept your paywalled argument. You are hereby denied, sir. Well, okay, Harrison DJ, has that, had three different leaderboards. That completely depends on your level. I mean, if you're in a certain bracket on some a lot of servers, it is pay to win only. It doesn't matter how much you save. I, I, I would almost be willing to accept that, except bracketing exists, Handy. You are in. You are in, in a in bracket. bracket. There's no you are way in a bracket. Listen, you put yourself in that bracket, Handy. I did. Okay, and I'm okay put, with it. Yeah. So that and that's why I say I don't. I, I can't accept that argument. You no, are I, in a bracket. I, from that stance, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. You're you're in a bracket with like-minded individuals, be it progression, be it spend, whatever. You're in a bracket of your of your competitive peers. So for a level 30 to say, oh, I'm having to fight the whales. No, you're not. You're fighting other level 30s. All right. Now, can a level 30 spend money? Sure he can. Should he want to? If he wants to, sure. All right. You can compete with that, but a level 30 ain't spending like a level 50. So, you know, you guys are in the bracket with somebody with at least your, uh, your close level of association with regards to progression. Okay. So, yeah, sorry, the pay-to-win argument does not work here. That said, <clears throat> even Honor Guard Wharf had two leaderboards during his month, and uh, they were power-based. So, again, that one, we gave the formula how to win that one, do it with guns. We gave the formula for that one. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, you did have the Battle Pass path that month, which I think would have, if I remember right, I have to go back to my notes, but I'm pretty sure Honor Guard Wharf was unlocked with only 100 bucks anyway, which was an epic officer. And, and again, if you're not a spender, I get that. But with regards to epic officers, Bubba Joe, 100 bucks is a deal compared to the other epics we've got in the game. So if you were ways to, if, if you were to spend, $100 was, was not a terrible price to pay for that epic. All right. Um, so anyway, that event, all right, wrapped up. Again, spending so, too much time. Hang on. Can I, can I spend 60 seconds on something? Please. So uh, someone in the chat, I think it was Joker, made the points like saying, um, you know, saying that you can you can have your ship blow up 40 times is not acceptable either. I, I mean, it, this is a PvP event. If you are PvPing and you have the ability to complete the event by dying 40 times, that is a Shut capability up. to completing the event. I completely am okay with that. Um, I, I get it. You know, you're spending a lot of resources to complete that event, but... It absolutely is a legitimate path to completing it. It's not like you had to win 13 battles. Like, if you had to win, if you got no points for a loss and only points for a win, that would be far worse. So the fact that there was a lose mechanic and you could theoretically smash your ship into other ships a bunch of times, I, I, I get it, I understand, that's frustrating, but at least it was a way to complete the event if you wanted to spend your Tritanium Dilithium doing that. So I, I, I understand you, you do not like that, but I don't think that's a bad mechanic to have. Well, not only that, it, it's the way it's always been. In PvP events, there will be a winner, there will be a loser, and naturally, it is difficult to punch up. Now, one thing that was clear, and obviously it was completely thematic, was that this event was held in Origin Space, Bubba Joe, which means there was no PvP bracket. Uh, and so I, I want to shout out Jonathan Ingram and Fog of War, who are both gold patrons on this show and both in their 50s and both just 
<laughs> cleaned up with me. <laughs> All right. Um, I probably am not going to do so well in my leaderboard, uh, in the leaderboard, but the leaderboard, just like all leaderboards, and we've agreed on this show, leaderboards are are for that person who feels like they can compete and be effective. Not everybody is entitled to a leaderboard win. And the SMS, of course, as Bubba said, had a triple point multiplier on wins versus losses. So uh, the the solo milestone was three for the win, one for the loss, giving you a path to actually competing. And, and by the way, not negative one. All right. The SMS was three points for the win, one point for the loss. The only negative points that came into play were the leaderboard. All right. And by the way, I also want to point out in the chat very quickly, because this event will come again. How many of you used exocomps with your discovery? Because thank you, by the way, for who, who just wrote that fog or was it Jonathan Ingram? Who was it? I just saw it. It was on my server. That's what reminded me to talk about our plant. Yeah, here it is. Fog. Lots of folks using exos on the disco and winning against higher level players with the same crews. Good to see that working for the lower levels. I'll be honest with you. Straight up, I didn't even think about it. I might have done better by using that. Handy, don't we always talk about that? We are still trying to train ourselves to remember to use the exocomps. And here's an event where players had clear advantage when using it. And I would encourage you to consider that again for the next one. All right. Now, granted, it's not an automatic equalizer, nor should it be, nor should it be. All right. But it helps. All right. And again, if you don't want to play in the SLB, don't go get your points for the SMS. Go home. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what I did. That's what I did. I knew I wasn't going to compete with the likes of Fogg, who's a level 55. I wasn't going to beat. I wasn't going to beat him. All right. And even though the brackets were tight, I kept dying when I went in there. So I was actually costing myself points, Bubba Joe, to go into the system where only fog was there picking me off. I wasn't helping my position any. So I chose not to go back. I did get a fair number of wins before he showed up. I decided to cut my losses and, and keep my win points instead of keep flying back up there and dying. You know, so uh, anywho. That's uh, that's that's where you're at, okay. And that event's going to happen again. So, um, there there you are. All right, now, um, I gave you the feedback from Opsal. Now that was event number two. Okay, third one. We're spending too much time on this, Bubba Joe. Uh, third I'm event. Uh, it's okay. We're having good conversation. At least it's not like you know, like it was yesterday. You guys were rough yesterday. All right. Uh, the third one, a weight team's assignment battle pass event. <laughs> I, I just got done saying how everything's been like, you know, pretty, pretty peaceful up until this point. Let's talk about the worst one of all of them, um, at least according to you guys. All right. Me personally, I had no problem with this event. And for the record, verified and confirmed most of you doing all the bitching in here yesterday. You also finished your event. All right. Because I followed up with most of you. All right. You guys finished your event, too. So why all the complaining? I don't know. That said. Away team's assignments appeared to challenge some people, Bubba Joe. And upon further investigation, it appeared to be the same players who were affected by this were the same players who had no assignments banked for the SLB coming up, no speed-ups saved at all, and also did not read the calendar or the in-game news or watch the content provided by Talking Trek 
or listened to any of the podcasts surrounding the ARC launch of this month and had no idea that there was an away team's assignment Battle Pass event coming. Now, for those players, I sincerely apologize for the inconvenience. However, the information was completely available. Now, that said, what we did not know was what it was going to take. How many points? And we eventually discovered that. Even then, some players felt like it was too many assignments needed, Bubba. But it really depended on what you had available. Now, if there was anything at all, if there was anything at all that I could give credit to coming from the, uh, coming from the community, it was that the RNG component of the assignments provided, Bubba Joe, may have left players in a little bit of a lurch, right? Yep. So if there was any piece of feedback from this event that I actually give legitimate credit to, it would be that refresh tokens, albeit not as important as they used to be, refresh tokens are clearly uh, needed to be sourced in the, uh, in the game still to this day. So, so along those lines, if you'll indulge me for 20 seconds, I tracked... I had ATAs that I could do, so I was able to complete the event because I already started them and I had some speed-ups. I had zero epics pop in that 24-hour period, and I had to do an epic to be able to complete mine, or lots of others because of the milestone I had to achieve. Oh, let's be fair, Bubba. You You needed one epic and two rares, or you needed six total rares. Yes. Right. Now, granted, six total rares is still, a, is still a healthy number of assignments. Don't get me wrong. And not to mention, as we have discussed in the past, the efficient way to do this event, and, and this is what we're going to teach on as we segue here in just a moment, um, the efficient way to do this event is to somehow find the way to find yourself with a 24-hour epic. All right, Because this is an odd event. This is an odd event in which a five-day epic, Bubba Joe, gives the same number of points as a one-day epic, all right? Meaning that if you're having to use speed-ups, that literally the gold mine is a 24-hour epic, a 48-hour epic, if there is such a thing, a 72-hour epic is still going to be better than a five-day epic, but they all score the same points. So you need to try to find yourself, even if it's a trash assignment. I don't typically do the 24-hour assignments, but I did because I was lucky enough to have one pop, and therein lies the one small piece of the complaints. Not the complaint that I didn't have speed-ups. Not the complaint that I didn't know it was coming. Not the complaint that I didn't have any banked. All right, But the complaint that I could not change what was available to me because Scopely hasn't sourced refresh tokens since june that to me is a valid complaint all right and one Mm -hmm. that we have passed up all right now cruzito says what about those of us who can't get epics yet ah thank you for asking if you did not if you were 38 and down the number of points you needed was drastically smaller as a matter of fact here were the point requirements everybody if you were 38 and down you only needed 1300 points can somebody tell me very quickly what that would have equated to if you were 38 and down, you only needed 1,300 points. That would have been two rares, one epic. Or, sorry, two rares, one uncommon. 1,300 points because they six. And by the way, 
I'm doing the exact same thing that I just accused you guys of at the beginning of the show. We are only taking into account, only taking into account the base points for a win. There could have been an opportunity like Snake Eyes does. I don't understand how he does this. I do not know, Bubba Joe, how Snake Eyes has the officers to do what he does. He had, he's got, by the way, literally, not, didn't have to use them. He has over 40 assignments ready to claim for the SLB that's coming up. And he tells me, he tells me, I literally, with intent, send them out with one officer, knowing they're going to fail. But I get fail points. And by having 30 assignments fail, it's still better than, like, not having anything going into the event. Well, he's absolutely freaking right. He literally sends out away teams with the intention of them failing. He sends it out with one officer, knowing it will fail, and banks on the fail points. It's actually genius. And we've shared this with you guys in the past. All right. Now, granted, not everybody, not everybody has picked up on that. So we're going to teach on it again tonight. All right. But that was one way that you could have done this very easily. It's just done it on fail points. Could you could you go in depth about how how he had 40? (laughs) Yeah, because he's been preparing since the beginning of the arc. No, I mean, how how did he how do you get more than 11 away team assignments? Ah, because once it completes, it automatically refreshes. All right. You do not need to clear the slot anymore, folks. All right. When it completes, it basically goes into a shopping bag. And however many number of slots you had, you still have that number of available assignments. So he just doesn't ever claim them. He's got all these assignments out there with one common officer, knowing full well that they're going to fail. But when it completes, he gets another event, and it just pops. Okay? Now, we're going to get more into the teaching part of this here in just a moment. The points that were in this game were were not overwhelming. Not in my perspective. Okay? I agree that the refresh token could have provided you a challenge. Bubba, it could have forced you to spend more resources than me. And that's a legitimate concern, although I still don't think it's a bad design. All right. So, so let me ask you something, DJ. And I, 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 we'll get to the teaching. I promise. I will not derail this completely. But don't hey, nothing, you think? No, 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 I got. I, sorry, not you, Bubba. Nothing better. Stop it. I literally banned somebody for saying the exact same thing like the other day. There is no sucking up to Scopely's ass here. Okay. This is teaching you how to use the mechanics of the game. I am so sick of this. Like, seriously, community, if you cannot stand being here because you don't like what I have to say, please leave, okay? I literally canceled a subscriber and booted him for saying the same thing. Nothing better. I like you, man. Why would you say something like that? Okay? Either cancel your sub and get out right now or don't say that again. I am so sick of it. I will not tolerate it anymore. This is my house. You play by my rules or you STFU. Period. Okay? Now, that said, if you want to be real technical about it, nothing better. 100% of players can do exactly what I just said. Everybody can do it. All right? Because it doesn't take any officers at all. Literally, Snake Eyes sends out one common officer. One common officer on an assignment. And he knew, just like all of you, that this event was coming, and he knew it at Arcfall. 
okay? Because we put it in our video for you. Not only that, it was in the freaking game calendar for, that there would be a leaderboard coming up, okay? A leaderboard for a 72-hour leaderboard, which was in the game center and in the calendar and now in Jesse's calendar. So that event should have been reason enough for you to start preparing and saving your currency. But not only that, in our Arcfall video, we also told you that there would be a battle pass event for this. And folks, here's what I'm here to tell you. You will see it again this month. You will. And as far as live ops on this one, the only communication that I have is that they are going to look at it, but they have been non-committal on any changes because truthfully, folks, this event was not poorly designed. It was new. And this is what I said at the beginning of the, event, uh, of the show. This was new. It took us by surprise. We were not prepared for it, clearly. But just like anything new, Bubba, we are going to have to learn it. We are going to have to dissect it. We are going to have to learn from it. And we're going to have to do better next time. And that is not unfamiliar for any event in this game. It happened with Borg. It took us two runs of the Borg to, to flesh that one out. And we still don't even know if we have it fully right, Bubba. It hasn't run a third time. We might find something new next time. All right. It happened in October with the auction replacement mechanic. All right. It happened in October when we saw those material and, and uh, directive spends for, uh, who was it, Bor uh, uh, Borg Stan. We had to learn that. We had to figure it out. We had to use that, Bubba Joe, to prepare for November. Do you remember us talking all about October? How now we kind of had an idea about what Scopely might have valued these auctions at? And now we need to know. We need to prepare. We have to adapt. I fully understand that this was new. I fully understand that maybe it surprised some players. That is not a crime. And it's not a bad design by Scopely. It was just new. All right. And further, if you had paid attention, even on day one of the arc, if you had paid attention to the in-game news and knew that there was an ATA solo leaderboard coming up, then you probably should have been preparing yourself for this anyway. And if you had, the Battle Pass event would have been no problem. Would it have set you back a couple of assignments potentially for the SLB? Yes. But guess what? It did that for everybody. It did that for anyone because they all had the Battle Pass event. Okay? Now, nothing better. If Scopely is planning to introduce saving for Battle Pass events without a calendar. Battle Pass has never had a calendar. Sorry, try again. Battle Pass has literally never, ever, ever had a calendar. Okay? And it wasn't about saving for that. Again, there was an ATA 72-hour SLB in the calendar. Players should have probably been saving for that. And then you would have had this one done, no problem. Now, that said, for the players who suffered from, at the hands of RNGesus, all right, then I get it. And I have advocated for two things. I have advocated for the return of refresh tokens, which Bubba Joe probably won't happen this month, obviously. All right, they're, they're going to have to figure out a way to get those back into the game. They did, however, agree that perhaps, despite the fact that, that assignments are now cycling without uh, without the, the need for a refresh token, because when you complete it, they do now perhaps see that they are still needed. It's kind of interesting with the refresh token, Bubba, because 
at first, Scopely valued them like, you know, gold. And we said, uh, hard pass. Then Scopely was like, okay, we'll shut them off. And now we're like, yeah, we didn't mean for them to go away. We just thought they were too expensive. <laughs> you know, they do still serve a role. Absolutely. They serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now, that said, the, uh, the refresh tokens, we've advocated for them to come back. And despite, and this is, this is where I, I always acknowledge this because people get all bent out of shape on me. Even though I did not like the feedback that you guys provided about making this event too easy, I did suggest uh, either reduction of points or in uh, uh, increase in the point values for uncommons and commons. Uh, based on the sole uh, position that you are at the mercy of the RNG. And, and if, even if it was just four commons... You know, I think most players probably will get four and eight and 12 hour commons. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or at least a, a couple of uncommons. I know uncommons can go to, to one day. I, uh, I'm not a full believer in this because I felt like the mechanic was easily obtainable to anybody who strategically plays away teams. Um, that said, I have advocated at the behest of the community for a modification, and we have been told that they will consider it, but have been non-committal on any changes to this one yet, because they also agree, Bubba Joe, that the event was completely obtainable with, you know, proper planning. That said, <clears throat> that uh, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll give Bubba Joe an opportunity for comment. He's been oddly quiet on this one. Um, <laughs> well, I was just waiting. Uh, I give Bubba Joe a chance to comment, and then we'll we'll segue into our teaching because that is what our teaching is going to be on tonight. Even a moment ago, a member of our stage said, "Well, how do you get that many assignments? We're going to teach you everything there is to know about away teams' assignments: how to bank them, how to store them, what your banks should be, how many speed ups you should save. We're going to teach you all of that. All right, we're going to do it tonight. Bubba Joe, go ahead. I'm going to give you the final word on the event feedback and reiteration. Okay, so um, I, I think you hit on something that I, I think is, is important towards the end of there. And, and I think that there, I, the point I was going to bring up is I think there's a fundamental difference between something that is a battle pass event and something that is a auction mile, milestone where you're competing with other players. Um, and so to me, it makes a lot of sense if this event for a battle pass event was just complete XATA assignments. Uncommon, common, rare, epic, complete X number of assignments. And if you want to say that the expectation is is that uh, if you if you have the ability to bank up more speed ups, then the expectation is you should be able to do more of those. Um, but I think that to me, a battle pass should be something that is not automatic, but something that doesn't require significant savings and planning for it. Something that should be able to be very contained within the single day and and to me that means do atas what they want you to do is do atas and i don't think the levels should necessarily matter that's kind of my point i think that the the overemphasis on the level of the atas is where a lot of people got a little upset um and i think that uh i think that the uh if we could have just said do seven atas of any level players wouldn't have been completely you know out of the water because they could have maybe started seven that were 12 hour atas tied up those officers and then they could have completed the battle pass event 
Well, so there's two points that I want to make to that. One is I tend to think that you're right, but just as soon as, I mean, listen, if you take away the weight of the rare and the epic uh, and you go with just, you know, say number of assignments, which means somebody could essentially complete it with all commons, then of course the number would have gone up like seven, maybe eight. Okay. But then you get into a situation, Bubba, where again, you could potentially be facing an RNG issue if, you know, let's say you've got six spaces unlocked and you've got two one days and, and three 12 hours and an eight hour, right? Well, that's still not enough to satisfy the battle pass event. You, you see what I'm saying? So you still would have needed to spend some speed ups. And the only concern that I've got is if players can't choose the efficient way to spend their speed ups, then it actually becomes exactly what the community was complaining about, a senseless valued currency sink. At least the way that it existed now, you could choose with some degree uh, how to spend your valuable currency in a way that was not as wasteful as potentially your neighbor. You see what I'm saying? Like, for example, uh, I was lucky, again, lucky that I had a 24-hour epic. So I was able to do this event with 24 hours worth of speed ups. And by the way, didn't even spend 24. I'll tell you about how I did that in a moment. Um, but I was able to do a 24 hour epic, whereas, you know, somebody else might have had a five day epic or a 72 hour epic. So therein lies the inequity based on RNG. But if you remove the weight from that, Bubba, if I need to complete eight commons, well, now I'm forced to spend speed ups on commons. You know, and I would have never ordinarily done that. I would have been happy to spend them on an epic. For the uh, on the other hand, though, you see what I'm saying. So again, I, I'm a little bit concerned with tweaking this event uh, a great deal, as much as I am maybe just educating about it and maybe maybe just lowering the overall requirement a little bit. You know, um, lowering the 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 necessity to have an epic, for example, for 39 well plus. And seven might be too many, right? I'm not. I'm not saying that's the correct number. I think you have to look at how many slots the epic, or how many slots the average player is going to have available to them. Well, not only um, that, but but and before you continue, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but you look like if if you're saying seven commons, for example, like the event even now for some levels, for some levels, okay, seven commons actually would have solved it. It, it would have satisfied it. You know, yes. look at uh, look at the uh, the points. I gave you the table, and I'm I'm in the car, so I can't copy and paste it. Uh, maybe one of you guys can into the graphics room. I actually put the ops level points that were required. All right. So if you look um, in in that room, all right, you look at ops twenty four down. Yeah, seven commons would have finished that event. Twenty five through thirty eight uh, appeared to maybe be the most troublesome spot possibly 25 through 38 needed 1300 points now again that's only two rares and one uh common but the rares crazy enough tend to be the more expensive ones bubba there's not a ton i mean i know that there are but there's not a ton of 24 hour rares uh 35 through 39 required 2300 points um and again 39 through, uh, through 50, 2,300 points where one epic would have solved it, Bubba. Or, again, four rares or even three rares with a couple of uncommons. But now, again, even if you go out and say, okay, three rares, 
and and three uncommons. That is six total assignments. And truthfully, the rarity doesn't matter, Bubba Joe, because the speed-ups that you're spending are exactly the same, whether it be a rare or a common. As a matter of fact, you would probably want to, as the game's designer, encourage the better assignments so at least you don't feel like you're wasting your currency. The problem simply becomes, and the actual fault that I found, despite all the, the gnashing of teeth, the actual fault with this event did come down to the RNG, came down to the need for a refresh token. Right, so, and, I guess, and I guess my point is, is that it would be nice if there was less emphasis on the level of ATA that you were doing. Um, and I know that this becomes a very complicated event, but maybe points relative to, so the points maybe aren't the same for every level. You know, the expectation is, is that a 39 could do one epic, uh, which is what they could do right here. Um, and that would have been more than enough points or, you know, so I don't, I don't know what the right solution is, but it seems like for a battle pass event, it seems like they copied what would normally be used for like an auction where you do want to emphasize, uh, epics and rares and things like that. Um, and, and a battle pass event to me always seems like it should be a little bit more self-contained and easier. That's an I, I, I apologize for taking a lot longer than, than I wanted to, but that's, that's okay. That's at least, problem. at least the conversation has been much more uh, intelligent than it was yesterday. Yesterday, I just, I felt like I was arguing with, with the brick wall most of the day. Um, there's two points that I want to address one from you and one from Yusuke and the chat, which is uh, a good point. You say Bubba Joe, that the, that as a battle pass event, it should be a little bit easier, should be a little bit simpler uh, you know, not quite as heavy. And I would agree that precedent agrees with you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it has to be. Now, granted, I do agree with that sentiment and even wrote uh, in my very lengthy discussion. I, I do want to emphasize one thing. So far, we've been two for two on improvements to the events. And on this event, they said, listen, we're not going to commit to a change yet because we really kind of want to see more. We want to see some data. We want to see completion rates. We want to we want to really take a hard look. And by the way, they had a great conversation. Uh, Snake Eyes and Ripper can both attest to the conversation that happened. It was a lengthy conversation, and it happened this morning. All right, on a Sunday, it happened this morning where this arc runner, Snake Eyes, what was it? Ninety minutes. I mean, of a constant real-time discussion, chat, back and forth, all right? They were extremely interested in how to improve it, but there was disagreement even amongst the contributors as to how to fix it. And namely, you know, there, the, listen, there was, there was people that said it should have been a gimme. One of the suggestions was two comments. Well, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Okay, that's not an event at all. That requires nothing at all. And, and I just disagree that that's how any event should be designed. That said, um, th there was a lot of good ideas that were presented back and forth, and they are going to look at them. And while they said we're not going to commit to any certain change, we are going to very thoroughly examine this. Okay, very thoroughly examine this. So I think what we can see here, Bubba, is a very clear uh, attempt and a very clear energy from this particular art runner to be responsive and to try to make things better. 
I don't know what we're going to see in on any of these three events, but with all three of these, we're a topic of conversation today, and all three of them are going to be reviewed and uh, reiterations, at least on this one, if they choose to, and reiterations promised on the other two. I think that's about that's that's as good as I can ask because I remind you, community, we do not, as consumers of this game, have any right to demand change. We can ask for it. We can provide our feedback and we can hope for it. But this is a product that we consume that they provide. They can provide it how they want. That's not shilling. That's not kissing butt. That is a fact. Okay. They will do what they want, regardless of the feedback that's provided. The fact that they're willing to even hear it is a win. Check your privilege. All right. That said, last, I'll give you last call on anybody to, to have a quick comment on this. And then we're going to move into the teaching. All right, because this debacle, Bubba Joe, was completely avoidable. Several days, uh, several dailies worth of speed ups to finish this event. I, I am so glad, Yusuki, that you said that, because that is another reason why this event should have been no sweat for you guys. Okay, it's actually one hundred percent why this event should have uh, should be no sweat. All right. Oh, big bad Eddie, <laughs> you're 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 being slightly um, dramatic. Okay, he says you don't listen to customers, you don't have customers. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's not. I, yes, they can listen. Doesn't mean they have to change. Okay, doesn't mean that they have to give you everything you demand. All right, listen. I demand that Ford sell me a Raptor for a hundred dollars. That's what I demand. Ford, sell me a $60,000 truck for 500 bucks, or I just won't buy your truck. I refuse to be a customer. Okay, Ford's going to tell me to go pound rocks. Okay? Like, seriously. There comes just, a limit. There comes a limit. And you guys need to know where that limit is realistically. Go ahead. DJ, I hope what, that when they look at their completion rates, that they, like a lot of people I've been hearing are like, I just barely made it. So, yeah, they might see, okay, we got this many completed, but that doesn't mean that if they do Well, we're going to give you the formula. I'm going to give you the formula right now. I'm going to give you the formula right now because, uh, okay, real quick, Karkin, uh, and I mentioned this in the contributors chat because I actually did not have this one piece to the puzzle. So if somebody can help me. uh, Hey, guess what? Nothing better. It will be. Deal with it. You can like it or hate it. Don't care. It's coming back. And now you've been warned. This Battle Pass event will happen one more time this month, and it will not coincide with the solo leaderboard. I was just going to say, I'm hoping it does. <laughs> I would have loved for it to. It will not. <laughs> I did ask for it to. And, and it could change. It could change, but I don't think that it's going well, to. So hear me, I people. Point out about that second one that is coming on the solo leaderboard. On that day, there are two away teams events going on. The second one being part of the Klingon glory, that you have to complete mm-hmm. the first part of that to access the second part, which is the away teams. So make sure you kill your hostiles before you click all your away teams buttons on that day. Oh, Karkin, you are a Canadian after my own heart. That was going to be a part of the of the oh, calendar of, of upcoming events. I'm sorry. No, th- no, <laughs> that's fine. I'm per- I'm perfectly fine with that. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you said it and not anyway. me. I'm glad you said it and not me because it proves that players are capable of being intelligent about this game without 
DJs having to, to spoon feed you or Scopely having to spoon feed you. It proves that the that the strategy and the intellect that is that that players are capable of is not impossible for players to be successful at this game. Listen to what Karkin just said. Hey, do it me do me a favor. Say it again, please. Slow it down. Tell so, players exactly what you just said. On the 14th, when the away team's solo leaderboard is scheduled to go, the one that's in the events section labeled, you know, in the extra events, the Parabellum, the blah, 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 those ones. On that 14th, there is also the Klingon Glory event, which has, um, I guess you'd call them steps or rounds that you have to complete before you move on to the next stage. The first stage is going to be killing hostiles. The second stage is away team missions. I'm not sure how many, obviously, but it's make sure you wait till that moment before you click any of your buttons for the for your away team turn-ins. He's brilliant. He is bloody brilliant. All right, because that was going to be something that we had mentioned tonight, folks. Real quick, just so everybody knows what he's talking about, the Klingon rights events that is coming up. I believe what starting Wednesday. You're gonna have to help me with the calendar date. I believe it's starting Wednesday, April 14th. That's Tuesday. I remember. I don't know what day it's on, but it's the 14th. I have no idea what today is either. All right. Uh, Oblivious says Tuesday. All right. But note that this is, uh, so it will be, let's see, Monday. It will be Tuesday then. Absolutely. So this is an event that is mechanically designed as follow the leader. Okay. Mechanically designed just like uh, scramble communications. Do one, complete the required metric, and the next one will pop. All right. We even said in our Arcfall video, I kind of expect some players to probably knock this out in like, you know, six hours because that's how players are. Right? Should be quick as long as they don't get trapped behind certain obstacles that like, you know, they use up all their away teams on the front and then they're like, oh, crap. You got it. <laughs> well, let's let's be clear. Scopely is telling you what each of those sub events is going to require, at least as far as a mechanic. All right. Now, we again, Karkin says we don't know the quantity. But I have been told that they're not meant to be, you know, earth shattering. They're not meant to be major obstacles. There's eight events that you are expected to uh, to complete within that four day period. So and Karkin's right. You will be able to get to the second event that pops during that first day during the away team's assignment leaderboard. All right. So if you claim the assignments before you get to the second event of your Klingon rights, then you're going to have to do more assignments to get through the Klingon rights versus if you kill the hostiles first, then you can satisfy two events with one set of assignments. And Target along with that, genius. Uh, some later rounds, the ones to pay attention to, it states that the away teams, um, officer experience, and then one of the final rounds is you need to complete four researches. So have a few of those in your back pocket. Have a few researches ready to go. Uh, if you've got second researcher, even first researcher, whatever, look for some cheap researches. Make sure that you got four researches ready to go and the speed-ups required or the latinum required to complete those. Now, I want to come back to a comment that Yusuke made. I read the, the comment. Um, Yusuke said, I had to use uh, multiple days' worth of speed-ups from my dailies to complete this Battle Pass event. Yes which was another reason why this should not have been a problem for people. So let's transition, Bubba Joe. Just shooting from the hip, Bubba Joe, how many hours worth of speed-ups do you feel is a safe 
number to keep in your bank? Karkin, I'll ask you the same. I ask all of you. Shoot from the hip. Throw it in the chat. How many hours of speed-ups do you think is a safe number? Now seeing what we have seen, how many hours worth of speed-ups is a safe At least number? I'd start feeling uncomfortable under 100. A lot of people saying 100. Late to the party saying 200. Right. Empty calories at 250. Bubba, mm-hmm. what do you think? I think that uh, 120. I think that... You get that five-day epic to pop, and you can, you know, obviously you should take advantage of the 24 hours of the event that you have, so you don't yes. have to burn. But I think 100, because then you don't know, like, the next day or a couple of days later, maybe there's another one. So I would definitely think, I think it's 120 is what I'd want to maintain at all times. I, okay. No, I, go ahead. I think the minimum would be at least 60. Because remember, if you don't collect your weight team's assignments until the day of, then uh, you have a possibility of 12 extra, depending on your level, or 8 extra hour speed-ups. Hmm. So, Interesting numbers you guys are throwing out. 60, 100, 120. All right, let's, let's do some quick acquisition math. Now, Karkin, this was the one piece that I was not able to prepare. Bubba Joe, I hope that you guys were able to help me out on this. I personally get 12 hours a day from completing my daily. Now, I'm Ops 41. Where does that break? Because I saw Handy Road. He's a 52. He's still getting 12 hours. Bubba, I'm sure you're still getting 12 hours. So how far down? Because I know that it does drop to 10 hours, right? Or 9 hours at some point. Somebody help me out. Where's that cutoff? (laughs) I didn't get a chance to look at mine um, before I turned mine in yesterday, so I didn't see what I got. But I seem to think that it's... Sitting Bull uh, seems to have the only answer that, that seems reasonable right now. He says uh, eight hours at ops 38 and down. Okay. Uh, you know what? Right yeah. underneath you, though, Texan says, I'm at level 37. I'm getting 11 hours. 11 Whoa. feels weird, though, Texan. I don't think 11 has ever been a number that we've been familiar with. <laughs> no, 11 I, sounds a little bit weird. Um, I, think, I think it's 38 and below get eight hours. 39 gets 10 hours and 40 something plus gets 12 hours oh no 39 through 41 gets uh, oh well 39 plus apparently gets 12 okay so exactly two hours i'll let you know dj for my thank you thank you we'll we'll still be here okay uh (laughs) (laughs) let's uh let's go down uh jt10 says you start getting them at ops 15 but they're even in 15 minute increments um Pickpocket says at Ops 29, I think my number is five hours. All right. So here I'm going to give you um, empty calories says I'm pretty sure it's 12 hours at 35. I'm almost sure it's not 12 hours at 35 calories. I do know that 35 gets it a little bit lower. Um, yeah, I think it's eight hours there. So let's let's start with Ops 25 who gets five hours. Okay. At Ops 25. We go back. Did it, uh, Did you guys put the points in the graphics room? Thank you, trucking chick. Appreciate you. At Ops 25, you are required to get 1,300 points. That's two rares and a common, potentially, or maybe a few uncommons, okay? Um, I think uncommons. What did uncommon score? Was it 200 points? I don't remember right off. Let me look at my scoring mechanic. Uncommon? Uncommon. Uh, I believe that was 200 points. It was, uh, it was 200. Was 100. Yep, that's right. Common and uncommon was 100 and 200, respectively. So let's talk about the number of speed-ups that you would need potentially for an entire day. What are you going to need to bank? 
Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that the number of speed-ups necessary to bank for anybody is 144 hours. I did this math with uh, a specific reason, Bubba Joe. Now, the reason that I feel that 144 is a safe number, a number that you should not spend yourself below, is because it literally, like, it's six days worth. So even if you have a couple of epics in there, you can start it, you can immediately finish it, and be done. And if you needed to spend an uncommon or a rare to knock it out of the way, to hang on, Go Bear, I'm literally explaining it right now, okay? I am not, Captain Planet, hear me. I am actually not suggesting that you have enough hours to complete the event with uncommons, because that's not efficient. That's not efficient. We just said this a few minutes ago. What is the best way to finish this event? The way it's written now, Bubba Joe, it is to spend your equal valued currency, not on the crap assignments, but on the high value assignment, right? Yep. So, guys, tell me, what is the longest rare possible in the game for Ops 38 and down? The longest three days. Now, what is a virtual guarantee that you're going to get in a slot? Let's say that, that you've got your rare, okay? We've got our rare. What is a guarantee that you're going to get in a slot somewhere, somehow? A common. A common. And what is the odds that that common is 24 hours? It's actually very, very low. What commons well, typically show up? There are very, some commons that are uncommon. The rainbow ones are a separate amount that you'll get every single time. So there's going to be a rainbow one up there that has a day, one day. And it will typically be a rare. There's a few that are rare, but most are, yeah. There's the ones that are uh, faction credit-based as crit give are rare, but they're, the lead expedition is uncommon. and Uncommon, okay. Yeah. But yeah, there are... There's, there's 200 right. points. There's 200 points. But even more so, I was kind of driving to the fact that chances are, and I paid attention to this, you're probably going to get a four or an eight-hour assignment in there somewhere, even if it's a common, right? Does that, yes. that feel pretty good yeah. for most people? All right. So what I did in this event ended up being unnecessary, but I wanted to just experiment because I did do it with one epic. But I also got three commons that were 12 hours or less. I started all three of them. All right. And I just put crappy little officers. Let's put crappy little officers. I got myself to the point where it would be guaranteed, which, again, is very simple for younger players. OK, these stat requirements are very low for the commons and uncommons. OK, Raskar, the rainbow ones can't disappear. Sure. Because they're uh, guaranteed. Hey, <laughs> the DJ. rainbow ones are guaranteed. Go ahead. Speaking of which, during the Battle Pass event, I did do it this morning, or I finished it this morning, or something like that. And I did get a critical success on an epic, but I did uh, not get points for the critical success. Are you I sure? Got, yeah, I'm pretty sure, because it, I still had to do another assignment after in order to okay. finish it off. Just okay. saying, it might have been a bug. Well, I would need to go back. I don't think I have to go back and check what the actual math on it. And, and again, of course, now not, not to not to challenge you on the event, but I'm sure you looked at the event itself because the toast won't ever show up. There, there. Well, selling. actually, um, actually, no, it's but weird. Me, I, I only got the critical success points for it. I did not get the. Oh, 
Oh, that okay, that makes okay. So if you got critical. success Okay, so it's if you got success or a critical, uh you got just one or the other points, right? No, no. Well that you yeah. got the you, No. You got the points for the completion. And if you had uh the critical, all right, if you completed uh with a critical success, an epic assignment, then you got Mm, oh yeah 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 you're exactly right i'm sorry i'm sorry it was complete if you completed with a critical you got three thousand if you completed an epic without the critical it was just 2400 okay so yeah it was not it was so you got three thousand but your requirement uh jesse was like 3200 so i I did have to do another assignment one more yeah you had to do one more uncommon or two commons which again guys the commons are the easiest things in the world because you got a four or an eight hour symbol okay easy peasy All right. Now, again, I come back to my number. So if if you can at worst knock out a a a rare three day, that's 72 hours. And if you were at the 38 and down bracket, you needed two rares and two commons. Well, the commons easy. I'm not stressed about that. You don't have to worry about it. The two rares, though, that one could have been a little bit of a challenge. All right. Worst case scenario, you you got two three day rares and you had to spend an actual 144 hours worth of speed ups. Now, chances are that's not statistically speaking, that's not super likely, but it's possible. So if you needed those two, then 144 hours. Now, Bubba Joe, if you're 39 or higher, there's two things that you got to keep in mind, because this was one complaint yesterday. Well, I'm ops 39 and I haven't unlocked epic assignments. What two requirements do you have to unlock epic assignments at Ops 39 class? Do you not need your shuttle bay to be higher? Your shuttle bay needs to be what? It's 35, isn't it? Yes. The shuttle bay must be at 35. What else has to be completed? Uh, A research node, right? A research node. And what does that research node require? Shuttle bay 35. Okay. Yay! It's amazing when math works. All right. Shuttle Bay 35. Now, Captain Planet says, you also need the purple starter goo. True, but a weight team's assignment's been out for like six months now, so you should have a little bit of purple starter goo. Because well, the unless pur- you're just getting there, right? I don't. What's the starter goo we're talking about? The, what is that? The, the purple starter goo comes from rare assignments. So, yeah, you probably should have had some of that. Okay? Probably should have had some I just don't know where it is. I haven't had to use it, so maybe I'm not seeing the purple, it. The purple starter goo is the reward from rare assignments, in some rare assignments. The, what are they called? Star charts? Yes. Okay. Star yes. Chart. Oh, yeah. Okay, star um, charts. They're not purple for me. They're like a blue. That's what was throwing me. I'm no, sorry. The, blue oh. ones, the blue ones are required to start rares, and those are the payout from select uncommons. Okay? It's a, it's a stair-step mechanic, all right? You do some uncommons, you get some rewards. But you also, in select assignments, will get rare star charts. The rare star charts are needed to start select, uh, actually, I think almost all, rare assignments, okay? The rare assignments then can pay out the epic star charts. Select assignments can. And then the epic star charts are used to start epic assignments, so it's a little bit of a stair-step mechanic. You're not just going to walk into this willy-nilly and be ready. God, amazing, Bubba Joe. You're going to have to prepare a little bit. <clears throat> Holy crap. Holy crap. 
You mean I actually got to think about following a set of rules so I can play in an event? Yep. You're going to have to make sure you got this stuff done, guys. So let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. Should you, Truckin' Chick, who, by the way, completed this research, worked on the shuttle bay, and got it all done knowing that the event is coming, she says in chat. Let me ask you a question. Should you punch to 39 if your shuttle bay is level 19, Bubba Joe? No. Scopely's holding back my progression, those bastards. Or is this yet another example of how features of this game intertwine with one another and have certain requirements and certain expectations for you to progress? I say this again. I've been saying it for two years. Players argue because of, quote unquote, the value of packs. But should you blindly upgrade your ops? without any regard to anything else you have obtained in the game? The answer is unequivocally no. You have got to be cognizant of the things around you and how they intertwine into your capabilities and your progression. Trek and Chick, let me ask you a question. If you're on the stage, I don't know if you are. If you are, please come up. Trek and Chick, if you were a player this month who is sitting at Ops 38 and your shuttle bay is level 29, is it within the realm of reason for you to push to 39 this month? No. It could not be possible. Was, not unless I was willing to speed up my shuttle bay. Ah, you got to have the goods for the shuttle bay. As a matter of fact, guys, this is not a new mechanic. It's been this way since ATA came out, that it requires shuttle bay 35. Now, what has also been around since ATA came out is that 39, Ops 39, was the point in which epic assignments became available. So, it, Bubba Joe, this is crazy to me because we have, we have experienced this literally every single time an ATA event has run around. And even last month was the first month where we got it corrected in which 38s were separated from 39s for the purposes of away team's assignments events because a, uh, 38s could not get epic assignments. And it took like three or four months for us to get that through Scopely's head. They finally did it last month and said, oh, yeah, we got that. We can fix that. No sweat. So now the 38s no longer have to fight a 39 with regards to rare versus epic. Why, Bubba Joe? Because the speed ups, they don't have access. And the speed ups carry the same value. It literally, monetarily wise, was not fair. Because a level 38 could spend 100 hours worth of speed-ups, and a level 39 could spend 100 hours worth of speed-ups, and the level 39 would get triple the points. Because they could spend them on an epic. And that is the point that I think a lot of people are missing. This is not about the assignments. This is not about the obtainability. This is not about the points. It's about the speed-ups and how you are going to spend them the least amount of speed-ups for the most amount of points. And herein lies the teaching, not only for the Battle Pass event, but for the solo leaderboard that's coming up. All right? Because I saw in the chat, there's a few players in here with 600. I saw one with 900. I saw one player with 1,000 hours of speed-ups. I kind of have to think, Bubba Joe, that the player with 1,000 hours worth of speed-ups, he's probably planning on making a run at the solo leaderboard. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, uh, probably. They might just be stocking up on speed ups because they want to always be able to do 
an ATA. Like the reason I keep speed ups is I typically have my 10 of 11 out uh, mining. And so if I see that one that I need him for, I will pull him back momentarily, do the ATA, complete it, and send him back out. So that's why I keep a larger bank of speed ups. And, and maybe this player's doing the same thing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that, if you have that many hours, you can definitely make a run at the leaderboard. Look at Garrick. 1,507 hours. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, Garrick. There's a high degree of likelihood you win if, if you get some decent luck with RNG and or maybe have a decent stash of refresh tokens, all right, which is why we definitely need those back. All right, they do serve a purpose, all right? Quackfu says, I have thousands of hours. Short says, I've got over 1,000. Captain Planet says, I have 760. You know what? Crazy enough, I've only got about 250, but I, I do mine like Bubba says. I don't, I'm not storing them necessarily to blitz on a leaderboard but I store them for the high-value assignments. If I see you know, my assignment for data or if I see an assignment for merits of honor, I will stack that one up and I'll immediately finish it so I can get my officers back. All right. But now, let's, let's continue on with the, the mechanic of this. Why 144 hours? I think, and by the way, this number is not mathematically verified. I just think it's a good number. It covers you for six days' worth of assignments. All right. And we all know that looking at this last event, for 39-plus, one epic was enough. What is the longest epic in the game, Bubba Joe? Uh, five days. Five days. Okay. That is how many hours? 120. Uh, 120. Yep. That was the number that Bubba Joe offered a minute ago, 120 hours. All right. I went one day longer than that because the possibility does exist for 38 and down that they might have to do two rares, okay? And assuming a worst-case scenario that their two rares are both 72 hours. Most of the time, that's not the case, okay? Most of the time, you will see a 24-hour rare or a 48-hour rare. It's very possible. It's very unlikely that the only two rares that you get are both 72 hours, okay? So I think 144 hours is safe. That... Bubba Joe is a minimum bank. Do not spend yourself below 144 hours. We have done in our valued currency series, Bubba Joe, we've given you the minimum banks for a number of materials. Let's add away team's assignment speed ups to that list. My call is 144 hours. Now, a minute ago, I asked you guys for your numbers to shoot from the hip. Bubba Joe, do you want to do you stick with your 120? Do you want to revise? Do you feel good? What do you think? No, I think 120 is still okay. Like, I, well, so for me, right, where the ops level I'm at, we think we talked about you need to complete an epic, which means you have to get an epic, or you have to do a bunch more. So I, I think if there's, if, if it is going to be a one day event and I'm going to have to do multiple rares, like six rares, I think is the number, 120 is not enough, right? But well, for the players but- that are, but for the players that are not epic, so 38 below, 38 to 25, I believe. Um, I think 120 is more than enough because, again, you're going to have an opportunity to get some rares. They're probably not all going to be three days. Uh, and then you can use the 24 hours of the event. That don't, you do not have to complete the event within the first five minutes of its launching. Use those 24 hours to your advantage. Absolutely. I was going to bring up two points, one to contradict Bubba and one to agree with them there at the end. 
the reason that I just like 144 hours, Bubba, you say 120 is not enough for someone of your ops level. The reason I disagree with that is because um, I feel like it's reasonable to expect that you get an epic within 24 hours. Now, does that mean that it's immediately a pop? No. Does it mean you have to wait 12 hours? Not necessarily. But what else can you do as a player? What else can you do as a player to increase your odds at refreshing an epic? Complete a, a shorter ATA. Ah, complete the four and the eight and the 12 hours, guys. Okay, complete them. Because it's li- at least the four hours and the eight hours, right, Bubba Joe? Because that essentially gives you a second refresh. Maybe not the 12 hour, although you, you could, but the 12 hour is going to naturally refresh anyway, right? So if you do the four hour, then in four hours, you get a refresh. If you so, don't like that one and it's a one-day assignment, you still get another refresh in another eight hours. If you do an eight-hour assignment, you get a refresh on that slot, just that one slot. And then if you get an epic, cool. If you don't, you got another refresh of that slot in four hours. Okay? So I'm, I am very curious, and I'd like to see in the chat, are people still seeing, like, uh, at what level? Because I haven't seen a four-hour ATA, I think, since launch. I'm not sure I've ever had oh, a four-hour ATA. Oh, I get them every day. I run them every no, day. I, I, I don't. But I do get occasionally. I'll get about it. I'll get one or two eights a week. And, but I mostly see 12 and then multiple day ones. I, I don't I, see anything shorter than that. I can confirm that you, I still get four-hour speed-ups or okay. waiting assignments so at I, I'm 51. Just, I can concede. I'm just extra lucky. That's fine. Yeah, I think I think it could also be it could also be with the with the utmost respect to my friend. They're worthless. They're pointless. So why would I even bother to look at them? If it's gray, I gloss over it. Okay. <clears throat> they're not worthless because you can collect them every day and they're cheap, they're quick and <laughs> What would what purpose does collecting one every single day serve to you, sir? Uh you- I get 12 hour plus speed ups and officer traits. So, yeah, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, my dear Lord. Yep. That's 100% why I do a four hour one every single day. If I can't, maybe it's an eight hour. Either way, I'm doing one of the cheap ones every single day, people, because that gets you your speed ups. And it's a guaranteed assignment every single day. Not only that, but you're right. It's paying trade XP. All right. Well, I'm always doing one of those rainbow ones every day. Usually at reset, I'll start one of whatever one, either it's form trade agreement or my lead expedition, ideally. All right. I, I am just finding this hilarious. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call you out anymore. I'm not going to say your name, but to say factually that you have never gotten anything less than 24 hours assignments is just absolutely asinine. You're wrong. You're wrong. Can okay. you see a screenshot of your stuff right now? Yeah, yeah. All I mean, I just, I'm sorry. You're just plain wrong. Yeah, right? You can sit here and argue until you're blue in the face. You're not going to win this one, okay? Because you are factually incorrect, okay? Players do get them. Even Bubba Joe, even though he might not notice them, he's still getting them. Because here we go. Look in the chat. 40, uh, here's an Ops 44. Still gets four hours. Ops 49. Still getting four hours. Handy at 52 can still get a four-hour assignment. Guys, they don't lock out, all right? Now, granted, you might not be paying a lot of attention to them, but here is why possibly you should. It's a guaranteed finish for your daily. Not to mention, even handy at level 52, where the stat requirements are out of this stratosphere, 
can you easily guarantee yourself a four hour with uncommons or common officers? That was handy, right? That said that. Oh, I think okay. it was uh, Jesse. Oh, was it Jesse? But, Sorry, I didn't. Wait, what I didn't did hear. I say? That you that you can verify you still get four and eight hours. I thought yeah, that was handy. I, I still get four and eight. I, I definitely get eight hours more often than four hours. But uh, I, I honestly, I get twelve hours usually the most. Like I it's almost I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I get a lot of common. I wouldn't say it's rare, but I would say it's in between rare and and uncommon <laughs> that I get yeah. eight and four hour speed ups or sorry, uh, away team assignments. Yeah, so they do exist, all right? And even even a 12-hour, guys, even a 12-hour is a guaranteed finish for your daily. It's guaranteed, all right? And you're getting the speed-ups. Now, let's come back to the rate of acquisition. I'm going to stick with my 144 hours, even for a player like Bubba Joe, because I can force the refreshes. And for a player at Bubba Joe's level or Handy's level or Jesse's level, if I am able to force five or or four or five slots to refresh outside of the 12-hour refresh when all of them refresh, I'd have to think mathematically, Bubba Joe, I'm going to get an epic, okay? It's not guaranteed, of course, I know. But mathematically speaking, it's likely that I'm going to score at least an epic or two if I'm able to not only get two sets of refreshes but uh, for all the slots, but can also force a few extras with some four- or eight-hour assignments, possibly. All right. Or or maybe a rare that you like, you know, let's say that the, let's say that the active nanoprobes one pops. Well, OK, there's 600 points because you're going to do that one anyway. Right. A lot of players go after that one. So you're going to do that one anyway. So you look at the assignments that you're that you're hoping to do and you just have the speed ups to use for for those extras. And again, the idea is to spend uh, on more efficient uses of those speed ups. I, I don't like the idea of using speed ups on a, on a common for example, because it scores the least number of points for the same number of speed-ups. So, <clears throat> now, rate of acquisition. I, <clears throat> I still don't have this confirmed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what we do know is eight hours for 38 down to a certain point. Okay? Um, down to a certain point. I don't know what that point is. We had a 25 earlier tell us that he thought his numbers were five hours. Um, whatever that case may be, Let's say it's five hours. Somebody help me out. 144 hours. Uh, what is that? Oh, 10. That would be about less 16, 15. About 18. What? 18 days. 18, 18 days. days? Yeah. 144 divided by eight is 18. Thank you. 18 days. Guys, we're talking less than three weeks can put you in prime position to never worry about this again. 18 days is all it takes for you to never worry about it again. That is for Ops 25. Let's do Ops 38. You get eight hours, okay? 144 hours divided by eight, please. 16 days, 16 days, and you'll never have to worry about it again. Let's do 39 plus, 12 Wait, hours a day. Uh, it's 18 days, 144 divided by eight is 18. Is 18, yeah. I'm well then, sure how is uh, then how is 144 divided by five also 18? I, it's I not. said it was around 60. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear you say eight. I think you said eight both times. So right, 144 sorry, divided by eight divided <laughs> by five is 28.8. So basically a month. Yes. 20, 29 days. Okay. So now I, I, I do I do want to still point out where else in the game has 
16 days or 18 days or even 30 days prepared you forever in this game. All right. Bored. It's maybe. All right. But still, it's not a long turnaround time. Like for those of you who are not prepared, for those of you who have zero speed ups, this is not an impossible hill to climb. This is oh. not an impossible mechanic to adopt. It's going to take you a little bit of time. But, Bubba Joe, we still have two events going on this month. What are these players ever going to do this month? Well, we are going to have to work around your lack of speed-ups. So we need to start now. We need to start right now. What do we do, Snake Eyes? How do we start now for an assignment that we need to claim 10 days from now? Cue mm. so it. I started honestly, today. I had no idea about the that you know once they finish on their own, if you don't collect them, it still opens up another slot mm. for away the, team assignments. The teaching we do here at Talking Trek, the nuggets of gold that fall into the laps of our listeners. Here you I, go. This is I something should've. that you can take out. <laughs> I should have okay? started listening months ago. guys this is a fact all right and and uh blue says i'm a little bit skeptical on it oh don't be snake eyes has dozens of them banked up he does it for every single away team's assignment event ever he does it forever it's all he does all right and like i I said 10 million points in the sealer auction because of he, he sends them out he sends them out uh, with intentional loss points. All right. Now I'm curious what the actual limit might be. Like, is it like a hundred or a thousand? I have no idea. Nobody's hit it yet that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, what? I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna do it. Gonna <laughs> you're just never it. gonna. You're limited you're gonna by run, the number of officers. You I was gonna say you're gonna run out. You oh, you're gonna run true. out of officers. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I'm gonna have to start dividing. All right, I'm gonna do half an officer there, and then I'm just kidding. Joker says if people abuse the loss system, they may remove that option. I don't, I disagree. The loss mechanic is actually there for a very specific reason. It's there because you can't be guaranteed the win. All right. And, and listen, the loss points are nowhere near worth what the, what the good points are worth. All right. Uh, It's still better to win the assignment without a shadow of a doubt. All right. But you are going to be able. This promotes strategy. This promotes preparedness. And Scopely kind of likes it when they're players. If you're starting right now, oh, sorry. If you're starting right now, don't do the, the you know, put, go for the wins. You have, what, three days until it's two days until it's, we got the event coming? You Might got well it. The good points. With the exception of you need to use the officers. So, so there's, there's one. Uh, piece of of thought that I might put into this. If I am going to start a three-day assignment now for an event that doesn't start for 10 days, and I know that it's starting on Tuesday, okay, but but just go with me here for a second. If I go and want to put great officers on a three-day assignment for an event that's not going to end for, or not going to start for 10 days, I may not want to use my best officers on that car. So I might want to put just enough to get the number to turn green. You know what I'm saying? I go with one good officer and then a couple crappy. And I balance it out that way. Okay. An officer I'm not using, but, you know, but a good one. Like a heavy defense. Yeah. You know, for my defense, I'll go Spock and then, you know, cadet 
you know, a couple of cadets, get it over 100. Yeah. So, uh, Blue, here's here's how it works. When the assignment finishes, when your button turns green for report, a new assignment spawns at the bottom of the list. Now, I don't know what the order of them is, okay? I don't know how that how that actually works. But all your green reports will stay at the top, and a new one will spawn at the bottom, all right? This is essentially how it's going to look, all right? You, How many slots do you have? How many slots do you have total? That is always the number of active assignments you will see. Always. Like, guaranteed. If the assignment is in progress, then it's using a slot. If the assignment, 12. Do we have 12? I thought it was only 10. Do we have 12 now? Yeah, yeah. if you bought um, the extra slot or pack for the research, as well as uh, depending on your ops level. But I have like 11 right now without the research. Yeah, see, I think I only have nine. I never paid for the extra slot. So maybe I have nine or ten. I don't know. Either way, whatever the number is that you've got, okay, that's the number of active um, or ready-to-be-started assignments that you should have. At any given time, the assignment is either ready to start or the assignment is in progress. That is the number of slots because the moment it turns green and you see report, an assignment takes its place, okay? So you don't have to wait for another 12-hour refresh, it immediately refreshes. So that's the value that four-hour assignments have now that they didn't used to have. You do a four-hour assignment, you force a refresh in four hours for that slot. All right? And that is an extra refresh that you get to potentially get a better assignment or an epic assignment. If you still don't like the assignment, but it's, you know, another four hours, well, then you can force a third refresh. Now, I wouldn't... I don't like the idea of doing a 12-hour assignment there. Why, Bubba Joe? If I want to burn an assignment slot for 12 hours, why is that maybe not a good idea if I'm shopping for an Epic? Because they're going to refresh within that window anyway. You got it. That 12-hour cycle is going to refresh at 12 hours no matter what. Now, on the other hand, if you know you're going to be on online at that 12-hour mark, you might as well get the rewards for it. You know, go ahead and run it. You might miss two or three minutes of the refresh. You see what I'm saying? Because even if the refresh happens at at you know whatever your time zone is 8 p.m uh and you had a 12-hour assignment that ends at 805 not a big deal you still get the refresh okay so uh, typhon he says we need to confirm that all, all ops levels still get four hours that's hey, it's confirmed that's i confirmed. got a question uh Go has anyone else had this issue uh, i have not noticed any notification or icon for away team assignments that are ready yeah, that's it, actually been reported. That's been oh, okay. reported. That that changed with this last patch. I don't think that was probably intended. It's been uh, reported. As a matter of fact, if somebody has happened to have seen it, it's not green. I've seen a right. red one uh, pop yeah, up. Yeah, I saw a red <laughs> one. I think. Yeah. I assuming. So I'm assuming that they're tried to add a function that shows you when the thing has refreshed, because that's what I'm assuming the red one is when new ones have uh, popped up. The red one. Exactly. I've noticed the red as well. The red does indicate new assignments, but in doing so, they broke the green one. So uh, that's been escalated. <laughs> that makes me look like, oh, no, it failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I mean, think, because I they were already yellow, using green, I guess. Yellow uh, they would were, be more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, they were already using green. But yeah, the red means that there's new ones available. But in the process of, you know, green one doesn't work anymore. So um, anyway, nonetheless, they uh, that is... 
is how you can effectively and intelligently use your refresh cycle. Okay. We've talked about the speed ups. We've talked about the refresh cycle. Now we've talked about the bank. All right. You can send out as many as you have officers available. And so again, let's use this specific example, Bubba Joe. We have an assignment event that starts on Tuesday. That is less than 72 hours. If you have, let's say, a 72-hour or a 48-hour or even a 24-hour epic, is it possible that you might be able to find a decent combination of officers in which you could put out there, guarantee your success, but not necessarily need to burn the speed-ups so that you don't need your officers back? Let's look at the event schedule, Bubba Joe. Let's see what we have coming up because that's going to determine what officers I need, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at what Super Jesse has written for us. Tomorrow, we have Galactic Warfare. Can anybody remember that? If I'm not mistaken, it was just a hostile hunt, but it was Romulan or Klingon only, right? So for a lot of you guys, maybe your dailies, maybe a few more. So guess what? Pike Moreau Chen or Pike Moreau Talon out Picard, Beverly, out. Don't use those, okay? But who would? Who would use Picard, yeah, those Beverly? Those are guys I never use. Well, those they don't have the stats either, okay? Uh, but but they're out. We don't want to put them on an away team assignment, all right? You've also got a Parabellum on Monday. Hey, nice. Got a Parabellum, so we're definitely going to need to p keep Picard Moreau. You're definitely going to need to keep at least a couple high stat officers for those of you guys who get Parabellum because if you're like me, you only have three under deck slots for your jelly. So you're going to need, you know, some decently high stat officers to use there. All right. Tuesday, we start Klingon rights, which, again, Karkin pointed out, is the beginning of the away team's assignment. But at that point, I could claim my assignment and free up that officer. Right. Um, I also potentially um, could use a PVP officer. Possibly we could use a couple of PVP officers because... There is no more PvP event that is going on into Tuesday. As a matter of fact, exploit um, or the, the disco PvP, that ends tomorrow at event reset. Is that right? Ends Monday? Yes. So, so we don't have to worry about any of our PvP officers. So that frees up Marcus, Sharvenik, Nero, Kang, Gorkon. All right. Probably want to hang on to Khan in case you decide to run some armadas or something like that. All right. You need to look at the calendar and determine what you can free up. Now, on the other hand, this is all kind of moot. We're talking about a solo leaderboard that comes up starting on Tuesday, Bubba Joe. We don't know when the next Battle Pass event is going to roll. So you should probably start queuing up some of these assignments where the officers don't matter. Okay, where you can be without them a little bit. Let's take a look at these failure points. And by the way, I only briefly glossed over this in the beginning, but uh, uh, Jesse mentioned it a minute ago. The critical success, guys, that's pretty important. That's pretty important. What does that emphasize, Bubba Joe? If you can get the points, even, even a VIP who needed 3,200 points, if you were able to hit a crit, that was still one epic and two commons. That Correct. should have been pretty easy, right? If well, you got the crit. If you got, the, you got crit. the crit. Yes. All right. Um, and what helps your crit? Trade XP. <sighs> Yay. Now, granted, don't blindly go willy-nilly and spend all your trade XP. We've identified it as a valued currency as well. But 
you should have probably been able to make a few investments here and there and should hopefully be able to find an assignment or two here and there where you've got a couple of traits to invest in. All right. Moreover, we do know that at least it seems as though on this entire calendar, and by the way, I don't know, I would say that the only time it could come up, Bubba Joe, would be Tuesday. We know that on this calendar, Jesse confirmed for me because you wrote it, there's nothing in here that I found yeah. Yeah. that indicates spending trade XP. Holiday events. They could surprise well, us. Crap. They could. They could. <laughs> that's, that's certainly possible. So coming up on Christmas Eve the 24th, and then Tuesday, the away team's assignment is the other thing, Bubba Joe, that could potentially relate to trade XP. So possibly you might want to keep a small little amount there. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. I don't expect trade XP to show up in that event, but it's possible that it could. So don't spend yourself down to zero, but Bubba, you don't necessarily need to save it forever and not spend it, especially if it's going to help you in an event, which is kind of the entire point. Use it strategically to improve your payout, to improve your chances in an event, to do better. Okay? So we've covered the now how to queue up the assignments, Bubba. We've covered the sufficient bank or the safety bank. All right? And, uh, and lastly, we have covered the... Uh, the efficient use of these speed ups and, and how to use them in the events. Are there any questions? Let's wrap up the teaching here. Are there any questions on how to successfully navigate your way through an away team's assignment event? Because I point out, even though we know we've got this leaderboard coming up on Tuesday, okay, we got the leaderboard coming up on Tuesday, we do still have a date of unknown specificity. Specificity. All right. There is a date where one more Battle Pass event will happen this month. And I will go so far as to confirm, at least as of now, it is not the three days that the ALB is going on carking, because that would have just been too easy, right? <laughs> it would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great, but it's not, okay? Which means that you have one more day of away team's assignments in which you look at your milestones right now. Be prepared. Be prepared. You may it listen, it may get easier. It may stay exactly the same. Listen, if it gets better, if they weight the mechanics differently, if they lower the number needed, blah, blah, blah. That's all great and good. But what did we say in October, Bubba? Learn this mechanic. Yep. Be prepared for this mechanic. And if it gets easier, it gets easier. But if it stays the same, then you will be ready. Mm -hmm. Be ready for this event to happen again, because it is going to present again. Yep. It's coming Sorry. again. Go ahead. Hopefully Sorry. not the day after Tuesday, <laughs> the day after you spend yeah. all your... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the hot mic thing, by the way. I, I walked through a Wi-Fi dead zone, so it, it glitched out on me. As well, soon as you ask uh, a question. Real, real quick, Jesse, before you, before you go with your comment, Karkin, to your point, to your point, I don't know when it is. And even for a 39 plus who gets 12 hours a day after this away teams event, there is not 12 days left in the arc. Okay. So community, if you are going to compete in the solo leaderboard, would it be wise to spend your way to zero or despite it being a leaderboard, 
should you maybe keep just a little bit of flexibility there for the Battle Pass event when it runs again? I think I mean, to answer that question, you have to evaluate what you're getting in the ATA event versus what you're going to be earning in the Battle Pass event, right? So Absolutely. Let's you, look. I'm glad you brought that up. If you were going to skip one, what does that mean? If you're going to skip a Battle Pass event, what does that mean for the Battle Pass itself, Bubba Joe? Uh, it should mean nothing. Just one event. It shouldn't mean anything. The Battle Pass Overflow event, on the other hand. Correct. So in the Battle Pass Overflow event, uh, you would be losing what looks like uh, Latinum as usual, Ultra Recruit Tokens, Premium Recruit Tokens. I'm looking at mine at 52. It might be a little bit different for others. But also some Syndicate XP, which is kind of important right now. I, I really can't wait until we have a, an opportunity to talk about Syndicate because there's some really cool things that I've seen happen that I wasn't really anticipating because of that. But we can that can be another another time if you want. But yeah, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's what you're giving up. Is the top portion of the battle pass overflow is some recruit stuff, uh, some latinum, and then syndicate XP potentially. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's that's not nothing. But what you really need to get through is the end of the battle pass, right? The end of the battle pass, uh, where you get five shards of Martok. Uh, if you've paid for the elite track, you get 38 shards of Galron. This is the reward. This is the thing you have to complete, and you do not have to do all of the Battle Pass events to get to this tier. You can miss a couple. That's correct. That's correct. As a matter of fact, I think we've usually found that about 16 days worth of Battle Pass events is what's necessary to finish the Battle Pass in and of itself. There's usually at least two or three days of flexibility there um, that gets you through the overflow. So... Just be aware of what the overflow will cost. You're right. If you're teetering right there on the edge of a bracket or a leaderboard spot, might be worth chasing that for the away team's leaderboard. We don't know because we haven't seen the leaderboard yet. So we've got no idea what it's going to pay. I'll tell you, if it pays anything like the Disco PvP leaderboard, I'll save it for my battle pass. Because <laughs> I got to tell you, it's not worth a bunch of my stress and a bunch of my time for 100 Tetrions. And, like, you know, what else was in there? Oh, my God, it's so bad. So bad. The PvP Disco leaderboard. You know, that's why I don't think anybody really cares. Don't stress yourself out about that one, man. Listen, for those of well, you I'm players that who are one. worried about getting... I'm destroying that Look, one. I am king of the Disco PvP. Yeah, because nobody else really cares about the rewards. <laughs> Look at the rewards. They're so bad. So bad. Uh, Anyhow. Anyway, guys, there you go. If there's no other questions, we've been on two and a half hours, Bubba Joe, just like that. Time flies when you're having fun. All right. And I, by the way, I'm not taking away anybody's pride. You guys have fun with it. Uh, and, and I think that was really truthfully, if you want to get my, my thinking be behind the event, that's what it was designed for. It wasn't designed to force anybody's hand because the rewards are not game shattering. Uh, it wasn't designed to force anybody's hand. It wasn't designed to cramp up anybody's style who doesn't like PvP but felt like they were forced to. This was an opportunity to PvP, and uh, uh, and I think that that was the truest event, uh, truest intent behind this event was not to dangle the rewards, but to allow a, a cheap outlet 
for players who want to engage, go off their new officers a little bit. I saw a lot of wharfs flying around. I did, in fact, fly Sela. Sadly, Bubba Joe, there was not enough time for her to really work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very bad experiment on my part. But um, there was that that was i think the intent of the event was supposed to be so, fun and and just open ended not necessarily that if you didn't play you felt like you were missing out on half of the event so can i can we revisit that just for just real quick cuz i want to i, I want to make a point so one of the most important officers you said when we were talking about the event was who um who? so i found it to be marcus honor guard wharf and harrison i found to be my better combination i did yeah that was that was i think what i landed on the one that you said was most important to you to deal with mitigation was marcus right because you know you could get the crit you had the harrison but if they were mitigating enough of it it didn't really matter right it it didn't finish it yeah yeah it didn't get through well marcus was so especially important because the, t- the ship itself has a very low base mitigation rate, both defensively and piercing. So whether you had an 800% Marcus or 1600, you were still reaching a large change in your mitigation rates. Even 400 was making a large difference so, because yeah, it was changing true. such a yeah. uh, low base rate, like it was altering right. from such a low base. All, all very true points. Don't you think it would have been a more interesting event if maybe you were not going up against just explorers and were going up against interceptors and battleships such that Marcus may not have been the person you had to have, that you may have had to have been running one of the other triangle officers? Well, Ripper brought this up to you during the last show. I mean, the problem is, and you said it yourself, you don't have any other style of ship that's equally balanced with the Discovery. If, you know, over the next year, you introduce two more ships, a battleship and an interceptor, that are essentially tuned and, and written with almost the exact same strength of discovery, you have to be careful with that, right? Because that does open the opportunity for that style of PvP. But also, it better have an earth-shattering ability, because I remember when the disco came out, everybody screamed about how bad it was because it was such low power, and that was never the use of that ship. That was never the intent of that ship. So if you were going to create two ships mining, with that same right? level of power, well, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I don't you know. It'd be really interesting, though, is if they just like the uh, the Nova ship, how it has three different refits to change what it specializes in. Mm-hmm. What would be cool is if you had a ship that's like for a level twenty five or maybe level thirty five, whatever. That same concept, except it changes the battle triangle. Here's the only problem with that refits once unlocked are permanent buffs to your account you can't change the skin now if if they if they could develop the technology if they could develop the technology just for three skins not even three two skins discovery skins as a matter of fact okay develop two skins for the discovery one for interceptor adaptability and one for battleship adaptability that actually were removable now Mm -hmm. bubba joe has his wish well, or the other thing that we could talk about is, you know, right now with the Stella, I think this may have been where you were, someone was trying to go with the Stella, scrap it. Now you have three options of what ship do you want to build? Do you want to build a battleship? Do you want to build an interceptor? Do you want to build an explorer? And you build that one and now you're off and running and you can go fight with that ship of that classification of ship. Oh, scrap it. Oh, I don't want that one. I want something else now. Obviously, there's a time associated with that, so maybe for a singular event that doesn't make sense, but they have the mechanic 
Like the right now, the that would inspire me to purchase more. Into, yeah. The well, yeah, I was going to say, I would, I would, I would build more Stellas then. That way I could yes. always have one in the bank. That yep. would be really, really cool. Or Captain Planet says, Hey guys, what about an exocomp exclusive to the discovery that changes it's, you know, base values to the point where it rebalances. I, I think that is actually also possible because that is temporary. It would wear off. And and really, truthfully, no. the exocomp, the exocomp would have to alter the base. No, you know, Doesn't OK, work. Ripper, why not? Because an exocomp can only change. So so what you want would require changing multiple values, and that doesn't work. Besides, uh, there's technically a underlying concept to actually what the chip types are, which changes how the weights for the different piercing and defense stats actually apply, so that you can't change. With so, yeah, you can't change the actual and then chip you would, you, would, you need, like, asymmetric buffing and reducing of certain stats, which you can't currently do with a singular buff. And Exocoms are a singular buff. So, no. so Bubba Joe still has the better idea. Develop two new ships that are all sourceable within the Stella loop. Oh my God, Bubba, you just brought out the Stella A and the Stella B. And you just gave Scopely like a whole new arc worth of content. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got one. I got Here one. Here we come February. <laughs> there you go. Oh, sorry. Sorry, DS9. You're on the back burner for six months because we need Bubba Joe's. <laughs> We need Bubba Joe's alternate Stella mechanic here. We need Stella A and Stella B. There you go. I got, I got one here. Right, Again, go it doesn't 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 mean they can't build any of that. It, yeah, it doesn't of sound, it doesn't that sound you do that with complicated, to be honest. It just it just doesn't exist at this moment. But that's actually a wonderful idea and an idea that satisfies some players' desire for these type of simple, low-powered, low-cost PvP events that don't rely on one specific crew. All right? So I I've actually really, that, I like that idea. Uh, 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 Gowron was one of their big guys, right? And he's the opponent to Marcus. So if they want to have a PvP, PvP event that showcases their new, you know, that gives a bonus to the people who have gotten the new officer, then potentially having Marcus be the, you know, the key guy allowing you to be the one guy who has the fight for him could give you an advantage. Well, yeah, but you can't cloak the disco. So, uh, talk is, is out, uh, real quick. I, Mark, I'm coming to you, uh, in just a second, real quick, uh, just to address from the chat. Um, I saw it. Retro Hunter says, uh, to, to Ripper's point, if you set all the base stats to the same, then the job's done. That's actually what Ripper's arguing against because the, it's not just about the stats. The stats are weighted differently depending on the ship class. So um, that's what Ripper is referring to. Just the fact that the ship is an explorer will automatically weight the the impact that those statistics have on the formula in a different way that an exocomp cannot accomplish at this stage in the game. Like as of today's date, Ripper is confirming that obviously it could be developed, but uh, that would not just be enough just to alter the stats because the stats impact your opponent's ship differently based on its ship type. Okay, Captain Mark, your idea as we get ready to wrap up. Okay, uh, now kind of go with me for a second here. Um, what if they had uh, a PV PvP event based around the Meridian? Now, it is a survey ship, but they wouldn't have any problems with the Triangle, and it's a fairly strong ship to start off with. Uh, it's already doing PvP with with Meridian, uh, with uh, Vidar, so um, how about that? The only reason that I would be hesitant on that 
is and not that it's not viable in any way shape or form because it totally is but the only reason i'd be hesitant on that is simply because of its repair cost pretty expensive the idea behind this event the the idea behind discos was that it was not meant to cost players because that's been a complaint too before right bubba that in a true big shit pvp event (laughs) players will spend way more than they get out of it so the meridian being that it does cost several million tritanium to repair um, not to mention it does have a couple of ops locks here and there. So I don't know that that is the absolute best example to use, but it definitely, it definitely, it definitely does, you know, it does present an option to them. The level I just don't, field, that's kind of what I was focusing on. Oh, oh, yeah. It, go ahead, DJ. Sorry. Well, I, I was just, I was just going to, you know, kind of wrap up to, to your point there, which is, you know, it is an option for balanced PVP. Okay, it is, but it certainly costs a lot more than the discovery cost. I mean, for me to repair my discovery, probably I'd repair it twenty times to one Meridian repair. You know, so Fair enough. now, yeah. now I want you to imagine, right, the Meridian, what that would look like in reality in space, right? That think of a a, a demo derby in space with these ships that have these three large saw blades on the front and they're just ramming into each other. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever to go yeah, see? That would be amazing. Just, see? Got to, just saw them in half, right? Just cut right. them right in half. <laughs> that's what is scopely. That's the next piece of, of work we want done is better battle <laughs> animations. Uh, there you go. Oh yeah. I want Our, a blood right. effect on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like when you when your when your shield or your hull is getting lower, like in another game, and you start seeing blood drops. You know, turn on the, the R rating, and you see people flying towards Smiter. you, and the ship blows up. <laughs> like I want to see the Double Seven N sixty four blood drip from the top of the screen down. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, folks. Um, that I believe is going to wrap up uh, our, our show tonight, there's the teaching on away teams assignments. And I hope that this carries a nugget for you guys. I hope that this carries some benefit towards you as we approach the second half of this month. Um, and all future away teams assignments events, there is a proper way to, to get yourself ready. Uh, there's a way to prepare yourself and a safety net that you can build into your account and, and even better than some of the others. You know, uh, it doesn't take quite as long for you to accumulate your safety net. So there you go. Questions, comments from our panelists as we get ready to wrap up tonight. Bubba Joe, final thoughts? Uh, You know, I I think that, uh, you know, last month we had a number of events that kind of manifested really well. And this month we have a few, I'm going to say, put it kindly, hiccups along the way. Uh, things that sounds like Scopely is at least listening to the feedback, whether or not they're making huge changes or not. Sounds like two of the three events they're definitely making some changes to. We just don't know what they are. Um, so I think that I think that we you know it's a little bit rough. You know, this is this is kind of the consequence of changing arc runners monthly, so that you can kind of miss a couple of things here and there. But I think that you know. Uh, you know, it, there is a diversity, right? I mean, a disco PvP event. Lots of people loved. I was not one of them, but lots of people love when we get these individual ship PVP events. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. No, we've identified some problems with it. So I think that there's, um, I, I think there are still things to like about this arc, but we are having a little bit more rough time this arc than we had previous. And I think that's just, we got to try and improve and we got to well, try know, and uh, see the positive. Yeah. One thing that I had written in the conversation with the arc runner uh, this morning was that, you know, obviously it was a little bit of a rough week. Right. 
But I maintained, and, and I said this, I maintained that the design of the events, the uh, diversity and the variety of flavor in this week was actually really, really good. There were details that needed to be changed, but details are just that, Bubba Joe. They're details uh, and easily adaptable, easily correctable. And if, in fact, we see that, then we can finish this arc on a really solid note. Um, I am all for experimentation. I've said this in the past. I encouraged experimentation with the officer mechanic, which is why I really like Syndicate and, and Grush this month, which we will talk about on another show. It's really early yet. I have just now, me and myself, I've only hit level two. Uh, and I think a lot of players might be at level five if they bought a pack. I don't think it was possible to get much beyond that. Is anybody past level five at this point? I am. I'm at level six. You're at level, level six eight. now. Oh, could you buy more than one of those packs? Yes. I thought it was limit one. Yep. It was, uh, and then they changed it to limit five, and I have not bought my five, but I was able to get to eight. Um, so I think you can get to like 10 or 11 right now if you were to buy all of them. Well, so. Most <laughs> Master Blasters at level 11, you must have bought the five then. Uh, yeah, most of us, uh, at least along the free-to-play path, are uh, probably now at level two. Um, and some spenders have gotten, you know, to level five if you bought the one pack. One pack was enough to get to level five. But because, mm -hmm. of, the, because of the increased exponential requirement of the Syndicate XP, the additional packs won't get you quite as far as that first one. So, uh, you know, if you were starting from the very beginning, that first $100 got you to level five. But I think the second $100, because the packs are not changing in their amount of XP. Correct. Is that correct, Bubba Joe? So, correct. They are so not the, changing. The second pack might not buy you five levels. It might only buy you three levels. And the, the third pack might only buy you two levels. And that fourth and fifth pack might get you the, the one extra level. So it uh, just kind of depends. But uh, there is a lot of good stuff in there that I do want to continue to talk about uh later on throughout the month but this was uh definitely important for us to be able to talk about tonight and we will discuss the syndicatry in detail as it is in my opinion again another wonderful feature and really one at this point at this stage i have yet to find a significant failure with bubba joe so uh it definitely is going to be a long grind for a lot of people but i find that there's only positive things in this tree like i'm not hurting by not having it right now. You know what I'm saying? There's some benefits to spending, which I have always believed that's how a true, you know, spender's mechanic should be. You know, you're, you're getting a few benefits, you're speeding up, but a lot of what is in this tree is, is reduction of time needed for certain things. Like, for example, there's no major advantage in PDP. There's no major advantage in ships. Um, it's mining faster and, you know, better. There is some damage uh, bonuses in there. There's this new officer, which is going to help protect cargo. Um, there's some good things, but it's so, not, it's not, you know, game breaking, I think. And it's, and it's balanced. Go ahead. Can I tell you the one that I, I was not anticipating mattering and caught me off guard. All right. Uh, I believe it's number seven. So it's going to take you a little bit to get there. Um, 10% cargo capacity. Pretty significant. Now, that's more well, significant in the G4 miners. Like, what? No, no. I mean, the miners have got tons of ways to increase their cargo capacity. Why might I care about just having a blatant 10% cargo capacity to all of my ships? Stella, Vidar, Stella and Vidar, Bingo. Stella and Vidar. Yes. 
And now, yeah. without using someone like Ston, you can go full combat crew and you get very, very close to being able to get your double-double without having to use Ston as one of your crew on your, on your Vidar. And that is something I think players are going to see and go, that is useful to me. Because a lot of players are not in a position to use Ston or use, um, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, 4 of 10, right? Am I got the right one? 4 of 10 yep. adds to cargo? So yeah, I think the the, the double double uh, Borg refine where you need to get to six hundred and fifty five, uh, that's a huge you know that's being able to do that without having to use that cargo extra. I think is going to be something that's going to change the way a lot of players are able to they they view the the Vidar. Joker, when he says double double, he's talking about double refines of the of the inert probes. Uh, when you have the Vidar maxed, it would cost six hundred and fifty five thousand. Uh, inert probes to do a double refine of both of those materials which is ultimately the goal right if you're able to do the maximum return the maximum benefit out of that refinery it costs six hundred and fifty-five thousand a day which is really difficult to get to for a lot of players you know and really truthfully i, I think really only the players that have really high level research or even the skin could potentially get to six hundred and uh, and fifty five thousand a day but with this new uh, cargo it may potentially be possible still running a full combat crew and not using ston so uh anywho uh there you there you go um so, I, yeah. i'd like to uh just as a heads up tomorrow we got the parabellum so here's the crew for some of those that have a difficult time um and also you can replace mud with uh con but it will help you get the event done in less than a minute, uh, where you can kill a heavy trader even if you only have a tier six uh, G three epic. Um, as well as keep in mind that you know, like uh, Handy said earlier, uh, the clean on rights event that starts Tuesday is going to have away team assignments as round two, where you have to. Uh, so don't collect those until you finish your hostiles. All right, I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, and also you start go. your weight team assignments now. <laughs> and what and what was the crew? You mentioned the crew. You didn't read it. Oh. What is the crew? Oh, sorry. For uh, the crew was, you posted it in the chat. Uh, crew <clears throat> is Beverly Crusher, the uh, rare, Talon, and Harry Mud, uh, the thin one or the younger one. Uh, or you can swap uh, Mud out with Khan. There you go. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, appreciate everybody. Karkin, any final thoughts? Truck and Chick, final thoughts as we get ready to wrap up the show? Um, the, I know probably this first part of the arc has been pretty slow. Like when the most exciting thing is disco PvP, I was, you know, so it hasn't been as engaging as I hoped. Um, the fact that the only epic they're giving us is going to be for some, maybe a year down the line. Well, actually, we'll get them before then, but like maybe not yeah. in this arc. Maybe with events, I'm going to assume we're going to get them. But I don't know that it'll happen this month. But uh, do remember that the Syndicate Tree is sourcing all shards all the way up to tier five. Now, tier five, as we can assume, is going to take a long, long time if you're free to play. But um, you know, all it's a journey, and I, so I like that aspect. But it would have been nice <laughs> to maybe see one other epic brought in, other than I don't want to shoot down everyone screaming about Lorca, but you know. Maybe a, a separate one in addition to the nice gift of Lorca that they're giving everyone would have been nice, but I well, I, w one of my biggest concerns, one of the one of the uh, pieces of feedback we did send from October is 
is doing two epics in a month. Even though this one is is not sourced traditionally, uh, it it tends to divide uh, efforts and attention a little bit. And and I I like the fact that even even from the auction replacement mechanic, I kind of like that this is a little bit of a reprieve month. It's a rebank month. Yeah, an I can live with for that. You to, I just to, to save up and get ready. Slow. I didn't want. That's why I didn't want to call it boring. But just been a little slow so far. A little less engaging. A few of the like one the event day that we had the domination event is the BP. It was like a one click day. I guess that lets yeah. you catch up on lots of other stuff. But uh, do keep in mind. Uh, I saw this in the chat from Dragon Keeper. He said, uh, "I feel like there's been a little bit less rewards because these events have been two day events." I uh, I actually kind of agree with that a little bit. Do keep in mind, do keep in mind that for the next run, these two day events will all be one day events. So that's another reason we could kind of look for the end of the arc to kind of finish on a little bit more of a positive note. If you notice the calendar, both um, the PvP disco event and the um, expand event, you know whatever they end up doing with that one, Bubba Joe. Those will be converted to one-day events instead of two-day events for the second run. So just be aware. You got the first one to experience it. The second one will happen twice as fast, so don't get caught asleep at the wheel thinking it's a two-day event. It will only be one day. Ladies and, and gents, that's going to go ahead. Baba Joe. So, sorry. And and we haven't had any day of ticketed events. Those come this next weekend. Um, so those tend to be busier days because there's three events in each of those days. So we're going to get some events. We're going to have some busyness here. Um, but the thing that I'm super excited for and I can't wait to talk about next Sunday is what we're getting with this roster expansion. That event and what they put in this in the in-game chat looks really interesting. Uh, yeah, for sure. We've got so, so there's a couple of really cool things coming. Uh, Klingon rights. I like. Oh, by the way, just as a reminder, and we will see this and be able to talk about it again before uh, or when we do our show Wednesday. But uh, don't forget the Klingon Conquest, or it's actually called Road to Victory. Do keep in mind that is the exact uh, duplication of the Conquest events from last month. When I say exact duplication, I mean in mechanics, uh, rewards, I've been told, will vary to be relevant to this arc. What does that tell you? It tells me that there could be some Syndicate XP in there, possibly, hopefully, maybe. Um, but uh, the conquest events from last month will be the same scoring mechanics as the conquest events from last month. Uh, sorry, I said that wrong. The road to victory events will be the same as the conquest. That's a one-time run, 72 hours, and that will be uh, you will play on the same team as the second run of last month. So you are not going to have an opportunity to change teams. Whatever you finish the month on last month, be it Romulan or Klingon, is where you are going to play this month in the Road to Victory events. So not only that, you got Klingon rides with eight events packed into one. You've got the Conquest events running for 72 hours. Then Bubba Joe is right. You've got four days of ticketed events. And by the way, that ticketed event uh, series right there is feeding a meta and an ALB. Uh, and remember what I said in the previous show and in the event guide video, you need to be preparing yourself. Prepare, folks prepare on what I said in the event guide video. You can fast forward and watch that section. You need to pre be prepared because if you're a player who does all the ticketed events, that's fine. Bubba Joe, is that going to win the solo leaderboard? No. No, it's not. It will not win the solo leaderboard. You are going to have to find a way to outscore your opponents 
and there is a key scoring mechanic in that event. Obviously, ticketed events are the big one, but there will be a tiebreaker event. And I'm here to tell you, if you run all 12 ticketed events, that's great, but you will still need to engage the tiebreaker because somebody else will also run all 12 events. And that tiebreaker mechanic will be earning faction credits. Now, you can do that with scouts. You can do that with Borg Refinery. You can do that with dailies, but so can everyone else. So how do you break the tie? You are going to have to, thank you, Swagger, ATAs with faction credits, hostels that drop faction credits, unconventional ways to score the credits. Now, K21 says buy packs. I hope not. We have seen in the past mechanics that say earn specifically in contrast to acquire we are going to have to see how this plays out bubba joe man if they allow you to take packs into consideration i will trash that event it'd be a fail thumbs down for me all right but if it's acquiring uh or sorry if it's earning i might feel very very positive about it because that's going to require players to think outside the box not only with terms of ata but also hostile grinding and finding that so We'll have to see how it goes. If it is just simply buying a pack, and we'll be a little disappointed. But that's coming. All right, that's coming up as well. Uh, that's right. Ooh, Vam has got a one. I didn't even think about it. Loyalty badges, uh, badges award faction credits too, Bubba Joe. There's a couple of ways to earn those things. How about, uh, um, isn't there faction credits also in the away team's assignment store? There is indeed. Armada chest. There's another one. Missions, says Mishra. Oh, you guys are you guys are on my wavelength now. Get prepared. Be prepared to win that event if you so choose. But yeah, you're right, Bubba Joe. Four days of ticketed events, three days of events, or three events each day. That is a four-day span with just 12 um, just ticketed events. There's 12 plus everything else is going on. It's a, it's a weekend event. So you're going to see your normal Sunday events. You're going to see cosmic cleanup plus whatever else is happening on the calendar. It will be a busy weekend this coming weekend. So, uh, there you go, guys, we got to wrap up. Thank you so much for being here on another episode of talking in cars with DJs. Hope you learned something tonight that you can take back to your teams. And, and again, I reinforce for all of you here, uh, who are learning, who are being prepared, who are getting the hints, who are learning how to compete, share this with your team. Invite them here so that they, too, can be the best potential player that they can be. And for the love of criminy, stop worrying about everybody else. All right? I know that everybody is always worried about everybody else. It's not your concern. Stop it. All right? It's not your concern. You can teach your team. That's on you. All right. For your team to not engage with you or not engage with us or not engage with the content or whatever, this or that, it's not your problem. Okay. Be happy that you can get it here. Share it with your team. Be a hero to your team. Beyond that, nobody should worry about it. Okay. Worry about you and your team. All right. Zero says, Yeah, I'm good with that. I want everyone else to fail. <laughs> that, that works too. All right. <laughs> that works too. Thank you guys. My name is Ultimate DJs. Appreciate you guys all for being here. Thank you for listening to the show. Visit us online at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. That's TalkingTrekSTFC.com. 
I appreciate you guys very much. Please be sure to check that out. Oh, also coming up very, very soon, uh, we are going to um, get ready to – I just lost my train of thought. Coming soon. What, what What's coming soon? I don't remember what's coming soon. Yeah, Christmas is coming soon. Hey, okay, thank you. I'll I'll go out with that. If you guys are late to the party, Bubba Joe, and you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, use our Amazon link. All right, some of you guys have been doing that. I actually looked at it the other day, and like 17 different people have made purchases using that link. That's kind of exciting because like, it's usually like one or two. Visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com where there is the referral link to Amazon. If you click that link, we get paid for you making your shopping uh, just doing your normal shopping on Amazon, whether it be your normal household stuff or even your Christmas gifts. Use our link first. We get paid. It's awesome. All right, so be sure to do that. And uh, visit us at uh, TalkingTrekSTFC.com for links on over to our YouTube, where you may want to go back and we will rewatch the ARC introduction video or the event guide video, because there is more and more and more that you need to know built into those pieces of content right there. Uh, in the meantime, my name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your friendly neighborhood cat person saying me out for now. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the next one. Stay tuned after this recorded, uh, recorded podcast for more gooey and soggy raw. Gooey and foggy? Gooey and froggy. Is it froggy? Uh, you know, it doesn't matter at this point. It's foggy. <laughs> floggy? I think it's it had floggy. Floggy. I, I think know. we went from soggy to floggy to yeah, he earned floggy. There was something that occurred that made him get floggy. I'm a yeah. misflop of a I word. Tried, I tried to imitate DJs and do a do an intro to the Ripper and Soggy show, and I called myself Floggy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, for those go. of you listening in podcast form, there is a new form of entertainment that just simply cannot be taped and rebroadcast because it is just so ridiculously off the wall uh and that happens in our discord what seemingly is probably going to be for the most part daily uh for the month of december until ripper decides to go back to work uh he's on vacation for this month but uh ripper in the meantime hosting much shenanigans in our discord you can find the link at talking in the meantime y'all have a great one we'll talk to you later bye good night love you you're the best give me hugs and kisses